Hey, oh, bad boys. Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Today, we'll be web swinging through the history, present, and future of one of my personal favorite heroes, the ultimate, the superior, the spectacular, amazing, is he strong? Listen up, bud. He's got radioactive blood. The one and only Spider-Man. That's who he is. Hey, I'm the hero, remember? Guy with eight hands. Sounds hot. Ayo, bad boys, welcome back. Where action is our reward, we're here to talk all about Spider-Man. I'm Joe. Hey, yo, this is the amazing Mike. Ooh, good one, Mike. This is uh, uh, amazing Colin number three. I don't know. <laughs> Spectacular there Colin. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spectacular Colin and his amazing friends. Yeah. J. Ooh, Jonah like Brooks. too. There you mm. go. Any one of those. Any one of those. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm excited about Spider-Man, you guys. Yeah, I know guys. Joe is probably the most excited, but... The, this is one that, like, we were waiting for the PS4 game to come out, and I've been thinking for months, like, we're going to do it. We're going to do a Spider-Man episode, and we're finally here. Uh, definitely one of the ones I'm most excited to, to Oh, it's do. the big boy. Yeah, definitely. It's been a while since we've been back in the room. How's everyone doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. It has. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded some fresh episodes. Uh, got a, some exciting ones coming up the month of October right around the corner. That's right. We're going to be doing the uh, Halloween Spooktacular month. So we have the uh, Spooktacular kickoff next week, followed by Resident Evil and some other cool announcements coming up throughout October. But for now, it's spider time. It's spider Which are, time. They're also spooky. <laughs> That's true. Well, before we dive into it, you guys want to do a quick uh, what you what you've been up to, what you've been playing, watching, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Who That's a great it? idea. I'll tell you guys. I'll go ahead and start. This is a question I have for both, for both of you. Um, I'm playing an RPG game right now, playing Octopath Traveler on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I hit that point that you hit in RPGs where the small healing items aren't cutting it to heal you. The medium healing items are too expensive. What do you guys do there? You just grind it out? You got to grind it. I you mean, what else are you going to do? Go out and get paid. Yeah. Kill, 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 <laughs> kill, kill. You got to farm and, you know, sell those wolf hides. Yeah. Um, that's what kind of sucks about RPGs when it's requisite that you grind. Yeah, but exactly. it's part the of the repetition. gameplay loop. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, just like real life, you know. It's a role-playing game. You got to get out there and, and hit the grind. That's yeah, true. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm so burnt out on just the money traveling. It's like, God, I got to spend some cash on this. It's like, come on. I just want to get rolling. I want to complete this story. I want to get moving. <laughs> you got to put gas spend... in your car to get to work. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, oh, but if I just had 50 gold, I could get a medium healing potion. It's just like, oh, my God. Yep. Just get me out of this. No. That sounds like real life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just just get me out of this. I got to go run some more quests. I, can, I need more healing potions. Uh, Mike, what about? You, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? Um, I haven't been playing too much. I did beat Doom last time we spoke. Great game. We watched uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is definitely something we would cover on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, definitely niche to Norman. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's fine. Um, there's one scene that I think is really cinematic and well done from a craft standpoint. I don't want to spoil it, but it's like near the end of the movie. But it was mm. fine. I did see it as well. Uh, Joe, do you care? I mean, if he's... No, go ahead, go ahead and spoil the ending of my really no, I, I mean, rich Asians. I know everyone's waiting with bated breath over this. But <laughs> there's, there's a Mahjong scene where the character... Oh, yes. Yeah, that's very She cool. gives the yeah. chip away to the mother who hated her for yeah. being a poor wife, you know. And gives her the chip that lets her win the game. And then she says in a speech, like, so that way you'll know that I'm going to leave your son 
so you can be a happy rich mom but know that i gave you the piece for your victory and then she shows that she could have won the game if she wanted to Uh, so it's like this cool visual metaphor i'm like that's that's very filmmaking i appreciated that and of course mike you were there the whole time like oh this is exactly like when han lost the sabah cannon solo (laughs) exactly (laughs) just like that yeah so um well, but that's it for me. Joe, yeah. what have you been up to besides uh, Spider-Man? Besides Spider-Man. I mean, the Nothing. main thing I've been up to is <laughs> Spider-Man PS4, which we'll talk all about when we get to the video games uh, segment. I've also done a rewatch, well, not a rewatch, a, a first run of all of the MCU shows on Netflix Ooh. that I haven't caught up on. So I did. Ooh, uh, yeah, you were a little behind. So what have you been catching Yeah, I did Jessica season two, Luke Cage season two, and Iron Fist season two. Oh, all the season Went two through all perfect. of them. Yeah. Um, you know, just in time for Dan. Daredevil season three coming in uh, mid October. Excited for that one. And you know, I liked him. I think um, Iron Fist is the first one that drops to ten episodes as opposed to the thirteen. I think that's a way better format for Helps these types of series. Because like, I don't know, with Luke Cage, it's like by the time you get to episode eleven, he's fought Bushmaster like four times, and it's like it just really kind of feels like you're banging with action figures and just Dead like, Bushmaster. and then they fight again, and it's like, yeah. right. I don't need all of that. And by like the time you get past episode ten, it's like oh, I wish it would have just like wrapped up already. Um, Do you have a top out of the three? Is it Iron Fist because of that shorter season? I think. Luke Cage had the best improvement of supporting cast members. Um, well, you got Misty Knight thrown in there. Misty Knight really steps up. Black Mariah is like fucking awesome. Bushmaster is a really great villain. Uh, Jessica, I think, had the story. But Iron Fist, I would say, had the flow. You know, like it was the first oh, one something for everybody, where it yeah. didn't really drag. Because some of these other shows, and I love them, like they really drag. Right. Um, but Iron Fist, it's like last five minutes of season two i was like oh damn okay i'm excited for season three which i did not think was gonna happen mike are you caught up on these bad boys i'm not one to watch the netflix marvel stuff you know um but to joe's point like i see like even with other netflix shows like the stranger things season two had a tendency to have like filler like it was like two episodes too long i think there was a little bit of stuff so maybe like kind of a complaint about a lot of netflix shows like disenchantment um the Matt Growing show, like that kind of had the same kind of complaint from some critics like, and stuff. That's a network. Te- that's like an AMC problem. That's a Walking Dead problem. Yeah. Like a filler for a whole season. Like Netflix can afford to be lean, you know, definitely. It's interesting that you say that, Mike. I was almost thinking, was it the constraints of TV that made it so good pacing wise for us for so long? You know, yeah. maybe uh, maybe we're just kind of not used to this new slower tempo that all at once can offer us. I mean, I yeah, yes and no. Like, I think sometimes if you get a 13-episode order and you have to fill 13 episodes, you're going to fill 13 episodes, whether or not that's best for the show. Mm. And, like, when you're doing fast-paced action adventure, like Iron Fist, 10 episodes is perfect. It's lean. Yeah, when you're doing like a slow burn... Um, Mystery Jessica? Yeah, then maybe I could see it being better at 13. But, again, by the time you hit the 11th episode, it's like... Well, I feel like this should wrap up. Like, I already got the twist, and now I just have to sit through three more episodes of, like, basically each main character getting their stories wrapped up. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could just do it better. Not to get into too much, because obviously you don't care about this, Mike, but there's an episode of season two of Jessica where 
she starts to investigate for just the entire episode the security guard who's looking over her mom and is kind of mean and yeah, it's like and oh why? this is a I side mean, it really rant doesn't that do we much. just don't even need it yeah. at all oh, it's like wow I mean it's a fine episode it's yeah. like you know that's the return of uh, Kilgrave in her mind yeah. and like that yeah, stuff's yeah, great yeah. but it's like you could put Kilgrave in her mind the whole the whole season yeah, in sure. my opinion sure 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 um, and Mike I'm surprised not even the Punisher. You're wearing a Los Angeles Gun Club shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. the Punisher. Yeah, um, it's just it's just uh, my my normal like media ingestion diet is different now. Um, like we'll do movie night, and um, so we'll watch like classic movies. Like we're going to do the Breakfast Club on Tuesday. Oh, stuff like there that. you so go. We're kind of hitting. The, you know, we watched the original Karate Kid, so every Tuesday we watch a movie or something, but. Uh, the Netflix stuff just isn't really on our radar because I'm not a huge comic book person, but I we do watch Stranger Things, and yeah. you know I I watch a lot of Star Trek. Like I am perpetually watching Star Trek. <laughs> you know, like I, I never started uh, out of rotation. Yeah, I, I took a break from. I finished Enterprise, took a break, did all the MCU shows, and then I'll go back to to do Voyager. Yeah, TNG is just what I throw on when it's like time to clean the house. You know, stuff yeah. like that. But Jean Luc can get you through those chores. <laughs> that's what he's that's there right, for. That's right. Jordy mm-hmm. knows how to. Flip some switches and stuff. <laughs> well, but, that was the what yeah. That's I think right. We're all caught up. We're all best friends. Everything's great. Why don't we dive in and talk about one of my favorite? I'm I'm so excited to do this, guys. Oh yeah. Let's talk niche to normie Spider Man. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like guys. Look out! Here comes the Spider Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a spider man. In the chill. Well, the best place to start is always the beginning. Uh, so why don't we talk a little bit about the comic book origins of Spider-Man? Uh, what's your guys' history? What uh, what about Spider-Man do you think is niche? What about Spider-Man do you think is normie? Let's get all the basics out here. Um, I didn't really know about Spider-Man until I was bit by a radioactive comic book. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I love Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man's pretty much the one we were all probably the most familiar with as kids because mm-hmm. you knew that, again, he was a kid, he was a cool young guy, and you could relate to him. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I first interacted with the... 90s cartoon which we'll talk in the movies tv section but um you know that got me into the comics like i said he's relatable he's like a kid he felt like a 24 year old man in the cartoon but well he yeah. was in the in the cartoon that you know we grew up with he's in college he's at college, uh, that's college. Uh, okay yeah. yeah but you know we'll argue even further again as kids you know and then you're seeing toby mcguire and i knew yeah that. He i was, was like that's not a young man, man. <laughs> yeah i was like that's not a child um so, uh, so mike to that point i would say that cartoon's toys was probably the first, my first time ever seeing something Spider-Man was just going down the toy aisle and just mm-hmm. seeing it littered with Spider-Man toys and being like, who is this guy? Who cares? He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like the articulation in those figures were so huge. I mean, those were uh, Toys R Us haunts, man. They were oh, yeah, all man. over the place. I had like the big like 12 inch carnage figure where you could snap on his oh, like shit. blade weapons, weapons and, stuff. and stuff yeah oh, yeah i was like the symbiote so i did get the comic arc like i mentioned on the very first episode of normies like us i did own the 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 venom and carnage arc of the comic book and those are the only comic books i really ever bought so which i think is definitely something where it's like i would say spider-man like teenage mutant ninja turtles is probably one of the most normie properties that we're we're doing here 
ev- everyone knows who Spider-Man is and right. what he's all oh, about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Great power, great responsibility. Yeah. Everyone knows. I yeah. mean, so much so that even when they brought him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we don't even need to see Uncle Ben. We don't even need to see that story because everyone and their mother knows it already. Right. So is there anything about Spider-Man that's kind of more niche, though? Like, if there's a world... Of Spider-Man. I mean, I would say definitely, like, the comic book collecting elements of it um, are way more niche. Because those are, you know, just like anything else, comic book-wise, like, people who are actually collecting the books and things like that are going to know a lot more. Um, Like, Amazing Fantasy 15 is definitely one of the biggest books in all of comic book history. I mean, I would argue it's one of the biggest, which is books in American culture. I mean, oh, that's sure. uh, And what is Amazing Fantasy 15 for listeners? That is the, the first appearance of Spider-Man in 1962. And wow. for the long, for a long time, it was the best selling Marvel comic book of all time. Um, and then the amazing Spider-Man number one came out a year later. So they saw the popularity of the character and um, yeah, Spider-Man created by, the legends, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, um, and also some penciling work done uncredited by Jack Kirby. So you kind of have like the three big titans of the Marvel comics. Triple threat, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard when you're talking niche to normie with Spider Man because yeah. this is a guy who literally is under the spotlight all the time. Uh, you know, and like Joe's saying, yeah, is the more niche stuff this comic book stuff? I mean, here's something. In in the first Spider-Man issue, guys, they were getting these out so fast, uh, Stan Lee forgot what his name was yeah. post-Amazing <laughs> oh, Fantasy wow. 15. So he just started writing Peter Palmer. He didn't even remember Peter Parker. So that entire first issue, he goes with that name. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I mean, again, he's getting these out so fast, and the work was so loose. It was like, who cares? I got to get these out. I got to make some cash on this right now. Well, basically, I mean, it was sidekicks were all the rage, right? Yeah. And and Stanley and Steve Ditko kind of had this idea of like, well, what if there was a teenage hero who wasn't a sidekick, who didn't have some sort of mentor pulling the strings for him? He just had to figure it out himself. Teens are buying comic books. Right. Teens love comic books now. Why don't we show them a character that reflects who they are? Right. And, you know, it couldn't have been a bigger hit. No, that's genius. I mean... And then Marvel did a lot of stuff, too, where they made, well, we're going to create a bunch of characters that kind of speak to different demographics that they can relate to, right? And they still do that today, even look at Miles, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, it doesn't need to be stated, but Spider-Man, bitten by a radioactive spider, gets spider powers, right? But see, you're saying it doesn't even need to be stated. This is, again, the niche normie stuff. And again, like Joe said, to not even show that origin in a movie because the audience is like, well, we, we know who Spider-Man is. Like, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, I would argue it's the same as like, well, Zack Snyder did bother to show it. But like, do we need we to don't see Bruce need to Wayne's see, parents yeah, shot in an yeah, alley yeah. to know he becomes Batman? No. I mean, like these these origins no. are so ingrained into American culture. And I like I would put it even beyond pop culture. I mean, these are everyone knows who fucking Spider-Man is. If, if, yeah. I, if I met someone and they were like, who's Spider-Man? I'd be like, you're a liar. Like, yeah, I just yeah. Don't <laughs> you are a space alien yeah. from another you planet. Didn't, you're a scroll. You did like, not go your whole yeah. life and not hear anyone say like, is he strong? Listen, bud, he's got radioactive blood. Yeah, Guys, like, is no the cover to Amazing Fantasy 15 niche? I mean, it, just right. out of the head, Mike, you're saying you're not a comic book lover. Can you see it in your mind? The swinging Spider-Man holding on to a civilian who's saying like, oh my God, you know, blah, blah, blah. The one I, when my, when I think of the first thing I saw from Spider-Man, like comic book, as far as the timeline, it was Fantastic Four. 
Oh, okay. The, the, with Spider-Man crossing over in there. That's but, in the same run. That's in the yeah. first three issues. Because right. I mean, really, Absolutely. like Spider-Man, like Fantastic Four, which is kind of funny now because they get like the butt of every joke, and yeah. they're they're kind of like one of the least respected properties now. They really started the Marvel universe. Well, they were the cornerstone yeah. in that they were the bedrock. It was it was stability. Well, okay, we can debut people in this comic book because we know the Fantastic Four is solid. We yeah. know they're selling. Which is you know, scrolls, Namor. Uh, the Defenders, like all of Galactus, that shit, Galactus, all of that came out of Fantastic Four. And now that I'm looking at the Amazing Fantasy 15, yeah, uh, super iconic. Of course, he's right? got the webbing under his armpits. Yeah, so is the web that wings, niche? man. And then I, here, here's something I think is interesting. I think that Spider-Man has become so normy that the elements that were niche are no longer niche. Like, right? Like the web wings. I mean, that's something that it's like. Everyone knew what those were, and then they showed up in the Tom Holland Spider-Man, and everyone was like, oh, shit, he's finally oh got the web God. wings. And it's like... That cover of that comic book, Amazing Fantasy 15, that mm-hmm. Mike just took a look at, uh, that was recreated for Homecoming as a Nerdist exclusive poster. Mm-hmm. Really? Mean, and yeah, it's been recreated I mean, that's in countless awesome. comic books. Just seeing that iconic pose, and yeah. I just saw here that there's a, um, a, very, a very highly graded copy of that comic book. For the low, low price of seventeen thousand nine hundred dollars, so that like actually is kind of love for 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 what it is. Really, I mean, this is like you got to think. I mean, it's like the first appearance of Superman. I mean, it is. These are like highly coveted. So maybe that like the very, very early origins, the Peter Palmer stuff. I think that's about as niche as it gets for me because yeah, I had no sure. idea that they even got the name wrong. I mean, like think about how much it's changed just over the course of like the last decade or so like when sam raimi made it his spider-man movie they were like well people aren't going to understand web shooters and all that it's just going to come out of him organically right Not anymore now now people are like yeah well he's a genius he makes it it's <laughs> exactly, like obviously yeah. <laughs> how about this bit of trivia mike the first villain to appear in the first issue of spider-man in that peter palmer issue do you know who that is he has hmm. not appeared in the films yet. I'll give you that hint. He hasn't appeared in the films. First villain in the Peter Palmer one. Oh, man. He's still around, though. He's Oh, absolutely still around. And the first Spider-Man villain to appear in the comic books. Wow. Um, Scorpion. Ooh, good guess. What Joe, I'm a, I would assume you absolutely know, but yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you guys, the chameleon. <laughs> oh, okay. A, a villain I find very stupid, just a Russian spy who changes his mask. Yeah, who might soon. be in Far From Home as the villain, actually. Really? Supposedly. Um, Interesting. Yeah. You know, like, like the Captain America episode, like the Batman episode, talking about a character who has so much history, we're obviously not going to cover everything. Um, it's more just kind of to talk about the, the basics of the character. And since we can't cover everything that they've gone through, I think we should just kind of talk a little bit about like what the character means. Well, how about this? Just Definitely. going off of basics. I just talked about a character I hate, you know, the chameleon. I think he's an idiot. Spider-Man has the second best rogues gallery, some people say, against Batman. Is it Do you guys second have best? A fa- well, let's argue about that right now. Do you guys have a favorite Spider-Man villain? This sounds like we're going into tops. Or bottoms. (laughs) There we go. All right, top or bottoms, Spider-Man villains. Ooh, who wants um, to go first? I mean, I can hot take it if you guys want to second. Hot hot take it. I I want to think for a minute. Uh, My bottom is Mysterio. 
is, is <sighs> the master of illusion. I don't know maybe it's just his fishbowl, his look, his look just it's iconic, but it just doesn't do it for me. And then my top Quentin it, Beck, a special effects artist, Mike. I gotta agree. Uh, I mean, I'll follow you there. I, I think yeah. he's very dumb. You know, he's he's not really doing that stuff. And eventually, they say, well, he is doing real magic. You know, he's stealing artifacts from Doctor Strange. I hate that even more. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, so, don't, so what do you want? Well, from don't him? draw any of that into Spider Man. Is my issue with it. And, and but that's kind of what yeah. Spider Man does is 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 hook the universe. I mean, think about like the cartoons and all the crossover it. shows. I mean, there there's a comic that came out a couple of years ago that's Spider-Man and the X-Men, and it's Spider-Man leading a team of X-Men as like a guest professor. Hmm. I mean, there's tons of like Spider-Man and Wolverine books, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange books. I just like, they're all mind. there. Oh, he's the original team up, but top he, villain then, Mike? Uh, top villain is easily venom but because he's also sometimes a friend then carnage so like the carnage venom tandem are my favorite yeah so you like the symbiotes i love the symbiotes i'm gonna keep saying it i i fucking love the symbiotes can i say a comic book thing just while we're in the comic book section would you like to know the name of the species of what the symbiotes really are this was revealed in a guardians of the galaxy comic book three years ago i would love that piece of trivia they're called (laughs) the clintar the clintar i really hate that name please uh is that how you say because i've only ever seen it written yeah you know i've never heard any and say it. I imagine yeah. it's got a Q in it. No, it's like a, a K L Y N T A R, I believe. Clintar. Yeah, with an apostrophe yeah. before yeah. the NAR. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> That's the dialect. I just, I don't need any of that stuff spelled out. Yeah. I don't need to know what the race of the symbiote species so, is. So, for your, your Venom, are you classic Eddie Brock? Eddie Big Brock Bad? Venom. Yeah. Okay. Eddie Brock Venom. I know there's, you know, the, the guy who's Scorpion becomes Venom. Matt Gargan spends yeah. Scorpion. He becomes like a way more evil version of Venom. Yeah, right? he's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty bad boy. Then there's Agent Venom. Like, there's a bunch of stuff of Venom, but for me, that classic, like, Amazing Spider-Man era, Venom, Carnage, and then Mysterio with just... Todd McFarlane. I like that. Yeah, the Todd McFarlane. Those co- huge... covers. I mean, that was I mean, the, the Mike, second the revival. Slobber, the green, the tongue. Oh, Can you just so see much it? texture? It looks so good. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Those covers. That's, Joe, yeah. I'll go next. I'll, I'll let you keep thinking here. I'll tell you my worst. So, Hydro Man. Oh, that was that's what I was thinking. He's a Sandman ripoff. He's a Sandman ripoff. And Mike, are you familiar with this? No, guy? this is a deep cut. So uh, and, you know, from the animated series, even this is somebody who is revealed to be an ex-boyfriend of Mary Jane's, very abusive, uh, ends up in a particle accelerator exactly like Sandman, gets water based powers. OK, what again? What is that? That's not somebody Spider-Man should be going up against. That is my argument. Yeah. No, I mean, it's. Like the abusive relationship angle too. It is something where it's like you could tell they were just running out of ideas, and it's like you have so many more original characters. I hate every Hydro Man arc I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm. Oh, easily. Uh, And then top. Yes. The Lizard. Kurt oh, Connors. That great. makes sense. Kurt Connors is the coolest. Look, guys, it's a basic Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde story, and we see it in Marvel a lot. Look, he's a Hulk ripoff, too. I mean, obviously, that's what it comes down to. But yeah. the fact that he was also kind of a Tony Stark ripoff, a war veteran with an injury who wanted to make himself better. You know, that was Tony Stark's original run, yep. Vietnam. Same thing for Kurt Connors. I just want to grow my limb back. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm such a tragic figure. My wife, all this. Joe, you told me an awesome fact about the video game. I love every Kirk Connors storyline. The one in the video they game. They are really great. Oh, yeah. you know, this was the lizard, blah, blah, blah. That was before he changed and I lost him or whatever. I mean, that's so cool and tragic sounding. Well, that's an, another thing about Spider-Man villains in general that I think, like Batman, all of them have 
incredible backstories. Like even even Mysterio, man, I love a disenfranchised, even, yeah, well, you know, special effects worker who who uses his knowledge of the industry yeah. to create illusions and trick people. Like even I think when you get somebody cool. like Shocker, yeah. who's more towards the goon type, usually they still have a lot of like, but I'm doing it for this reason, and and that usually Shocker is one of my well. favorites because he's especially in the ultimate comics, which, you know, we'll talk about here in a little bit yeah. is, is my Spider-Man. Um, he's just like the guy who shows up at the beginning of the issue and is down by page three. He gets his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's right. just there to be like, oh, fucking you again. I got to deal with this yeah. right now. Like yeah. I'm late to school. I got to turn in picks to Jay Jonah. Aunt May's mad at me. Mary Jane's mad at me. Everything's going wrong, Peter and I got to fucking deal with you. And Shocker yeah. shows up. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. characters. That's true because even those those goon characters, they need to be just as iconic. And yeah. Shocker's a great one. Yeah, Shocker's yeah. a great one. Yeah, yeah. So Joe, um, the top, the top. I, it's got to be Green Goblin. Ooh, wow. it, it's okay. got to be Norman Osborn. Um, so so, not to bring it back to Batman again, but. Batman, you got Batman and the Joker, right? Yeah. You got your your dark, angsty, you got your your queer, fun, bright poppy. Yeah, you know, like like your yin and your yang, There's right? A balance there, yeah. So Spider-Man, you have your poor teenager who nothing ever goes right for. Right. And the rich businessman who's a pillar of the community. The wealthy industrialist. I never put that together. Yeah. I mean, mm. it is like to me, Norman Osborne represents everything wrong mm. with like Capitalism, capitalism, and just like the way, like it's you know, Spider-Man is so much like nice guys finish last. Like Norman Osborn gets ahead because he is a terrible human being. Right, right. Um, he killed Gwen Stacy, which yeah, is what a jackass. The I, I think I would argue one of the most iconic moments in comic book history, and totally changed not just Spider-Man but the face of the comic industry. Oh sure, before people could die now, right? Like before Gwen Stacy, when people died, well, they'd be back to life. And like, yes, Gwen Stacy technically is back to life now, but she was dead for decades, right? And like, the one that's alive now is technically from a parallel universe, so it's not really the same Gwen. Still very comic booky. Boo all that stuff. Um, Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the Green Goblin has shaped Spider-Man in so he pushes many him ways. to dark, dark corners. Yeah, you and, think that's um, his greatest foil. Yeah, I really do. I think against even standing against Doc Ock, you wouldn't say Doc Ock is his arch nemesis. But like appeared before say... the Green Goblin in the comic books. Doc Ock appears by comic book number three. We should say. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's one of the most classic. I love Doc Ock too, but I think Green Goblin is just. Uh, you know the Norman personality, man. You can't, you can't beat it. And like the fact that he's the dad of his best friend. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much history between the two of them, and they've been doing this stance for so long. Um, Doc Ock is way up there too. Craven the Hunter, way up there. The, yeah. The, um, no there one brought so up Craven. I love Craven. Um, like Craven's Cra- Last Hunt, mm-hmm. my favorite Great books. comic issue. Um, yeah, this Rogues Gallery it definitely rivals Batman. Like, well, I would you have so. something like the Sinister Six, you know, there's nothing where Batman's, where Joker was like, and we're the bad guy society. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, well, okay. Now, yeah. for Spider-Man, they're like, oh, we got to kill this yeah. teenager so Yeah, bad. like, we'll hey, we're taking this serious. And when a lot of people, yeah. I hear a lot of people online say things like, 
you know, Spider-Man's putting on the Iron Spider suit in these movies now, and he's fighting Thanos. Like, what's the threat in the real world now? I'll tell you, the threat is six low-level gangsters with technology beyond their means that they shouldn't be controlling who say, you're a threat, it's time to die. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That, that is, is so crazy. scary to me. Yeah, we're going to kill this kid. Yeah. Um, and for my bottom, I don't know, Hydro Man's like Hydro Man, maybe. terrible. Um, you I said like, Sandman. I'm not a huge Flint Marco fan. I'll tell you that either. I like him more than Hydra, yeah. though. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, like Sandman, I respect because he's an OG member of the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to give them all up. And that's why you're defending Mysterio as well. Yeah, I he's think. an OG member of the Sinister Six. Like all of those guys. Electro, you love the silly mask. Oh, <laughs> Electro is yeah. super crazy. <laughs> Electro's just like, oh, what if Shocker was better at his job? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't like the Jackal. Uh, yeah. I don't really care for the jackal. Miles um, Warren, a mad scientist who just does weird genetic stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. I like the reinvigorated version of them they did uh, when Dan Slott was on the book not too long ago. Um, Death No More. Yeah, Death No More, The Clone Conspiracy, I think is what yes. it was called. Like that Crazy kind of stuff run. was interesting, but the OG Miles um, jackal stories, nah, they don't really cut it for me. Do you have any Morbius fans? Morbius is all right. <laughs> I don't like a blade him at all. villain. Yeah, um, how about this? Can I guess I, it's on the Can ca- I throw this out to just blow your guys' mind? How about a guy who made his appearance in a Spider-Man issue as a villain, The Punisher? I was just gonna say maybe That's The Punisher true. is my least favorite yeah. Spider-Man villain. I mean, I, I not truly like just just don't want him to shoot Spider-Man. <laughs> like, what a weird <laughs> tragic ending that is. It's like I went up against these reptiles and stuff, and then my arch villain was a guy with a skull on his chest who shot me from two miles away. Yeah. <laughs> Then you get stuff like Doppelganger. Yeah. Doppelganger. Which is super cool. Uh, Shriek. Like, there's a lot of, like, crazy... The 90s were a crazy time yeah, yeah, for, for Spider-Man. I mean, that was when he Madam was, like, really in his heyday. Madam Web. Oh, can I tell you some stuff about Madam Web? Yeah. Um, Madam Web in the animated series was voiced by Stan Lee's wife and, like, loosely based on her uh, art-wise, which is something where it's like, oh, well, Madam Web will always hold a special place yeah. to me now. Yeah, right. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, there's, oh man, even the ones who are like kind of minor, like Vulture. I like Vulture. Yeah. Like he's fine. Like he's he's a C-lister, but like he's iconic. You That's know? somebody that the movie did a lot of work to bring me back from. Because as yeah. a young guy, even on that animated series watching when he had the youth stealing abilities, I, I yeah. was like, yeah. I don't know about the this. The take of the animated series. Because <laughs> yeah. to me also, there's something like, I don't know, a little punk rock about Spider-Man. <laughs> like, mm. you know, he's he's all of his villains are grown ass people who are trying to kill a teenager. Yeah. And like that, like they're most of them are rich, like Kingpin. Yep. Kingpin. You know, like, yes, he's also a big Daredevil villain, but he's a huge Spider-Man villain. I mean, yep. And oh, the spider yeah. I mean, slayers. There's issues where Doctor Doom shows up and is even like, "Man, fuck this kid!" Yeah, <laughs> like, "Oh, I want to kill this." In the teenager. Amazing Friends cartoon, he yeah. fucks with Doctor Doom oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I really, I really just love about Spider-Man is like in in superhero comics, it's the same story over and over again, right? The hero always beats the villain. They always end up on top. They get the girl. Everything's great. Spider-Man, like, even when he wins, he loses. You know, mm. like, like Spider-Man is all about tough choices, about loss, about doing the right thing, even if it kills you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, Mike, those last, those first 20 issues, the last pages of them, mm-hmm. typically like Joe saying, where there would be the requiem of, I did it, I succeeded, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the time, it would end with Peter Parker out of his costume, walking by himself, saying... 
I still need to make money for rent for Aunt May. You know, like things are still not good for me. Yeah. Wow. It's like, oh my God. You know, you read that. He was such a tragic figure back in the day. I guess too, yeah. And he still is. Like, and that's like kind of one of the things that I I really identify with Spider-Man because it's like, you know, when you read a superhero book, it's easy to be like, oh, they're, they're the best. Everything, good guy wins again. With Spider-Man, it's like, even when he wins, he loses. Like, like yeah. no matter what you do, there's going to be tough choices. And like, you can be Spider-Man all you want, but like, you still got to pay your bills. Like, you still have to do the right thing, even if you end up screwed for it. Maybe nothing's ever going to be 100% fine. No, never. No. That's the Parker luck. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, losing Gwen Stacy, he has relationship troubles, all kinds of stuff. Like he's a he's a regular dude you can relate to. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about yeah. the villains. I'd also like to talk about the fact that I think Spider Man has the best cast of characters that are not superheroes. Mm. Like the best love interests: Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, Felicia Harding, Betty Brand, Betty I mean, Brand. Off a thousand. Yeah. Um, Any woman he comes into contact <laughs> yeah. with, is Peter Parker um, pines for her secretly. And then, mm-hmm. and then you have like characters like Aunt May and Uncle Ben and J. Jonah Jameson. Like, does any other superhero have a a guy who runs a newspaper no. who's constantly like, "Fuck you, I fucking hate you." <laughs> that feels definitely like the opposite of like Superman Daily Bugle. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Or, like super, Superman, like they're the Daily Planet's like you're Daily the Planet. best, and then like the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah's like threat or menace Spider-Man or both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, get me photos of Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. It's like, and it's that your teenage boss like yeah you, you work for this dude and he's kind of an asshole and well that's the, that's the other thing about spider-man is <laughs> like his job is literally job. to take pictures of himself that then are used to make him look like a villain well this sounds like instagram yeah, <laughs> basically right right instagram controversies um, the original job of the scorpion mac gargan he was a private detective hired by J. Jonah jameson because he said how is this kid getting pictures of spider-man wow. follow him take pictures of him doing it I think maybe he might even be Spider-Man. Peter Parker was so smart, he caught on that and got him off his trail. I mean, right. you know, again, you know, they're they're kind of answering questions that I think readers could have had to. Like, it's very interesting how prescient Stan Lee was in his writing. And again, you have to give it up to him as a writer for these early comic books because mm-hmm. this in Fantastic Four, again, he is just pumping out. And they're great. Yeah. And this stuff didn't exist before. I no. mean, that's really like, you know, you've talked a handful of times about carving out your own space and like creating a genre. Stan Lee created like, the here I go. genre. <laughs> Excelsior. And like, yeah. Pri- Stop stealing my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Prior uh, to these kind of pushes, right? Like all this revolutionary work that Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and those guys did. It's like comics were like, how can we sell ads to kids? Yeah. Just like Saturday morning cartoons, but then you can take it to this level of like artistry and storytelling where there's like morals and stuff you can take away from it. And I guess Spider Man's shocked full of that. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean I would I would say more than I mean, even more than Batman to me. Like Spider Man comics mean a lot. They, yeah. they they can teach you a lot. And also like you know, it's it's way easier to relate to a character who doesn't just have everything go their way all the time and they're not super rich and super mm-hmm. charming, like Peter Parker is like an awkward kid yeah, who doesn't have any money, who lives with his aunt. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Tragedy after tragedy. Well, who's the guy? Flash Thompson? That's a bottom Spider-Man villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it turns out he becomes Agent Venom. He becomes one of his best friends. Whoa. Spoiler alert. Recently killed. 
in yeah. the comics. Oh, he no. is dead and gone. Yeah, there's kind of no background character you can just kind of mention in the Spider-Man lore without just uh, saying, right. well, actually, Mike, there's more. <laughs> he, yeah. he has transformed into and seven fl- different iterations. Yeah, and he was also the, the president of the Spider-Man fan club, which is another great irony of Peter Parker's life, yeah. that his yeah. high school bully was also the president of his fan club. That's super great, though. So there's been a lot of different versions of Spider-Man now. I mean, obviously, we have the original Amazing, Spectacular, Ultimate, right? What's Spider-Man 2099. Breakdown for me, yeah. Spider-Man 2099. What are some of the lines of deviation here for the comic world, right? Um, Yeah, there's... So in Marvel Comics in general, there's the 616 universe, which Mm -hmm. is... The canon world, right? That is Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yes. Um, and that universe, you have books, Amazing, Spectacular, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, Sensational. Um, there are tons of, of books that all take place in that universe. Got it. And then there was the the Ultimate Universe, which was an offshoot totally different. It started with the release of the... Um, BS X-Men movies and the uh, uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. They were like, you know, kids are getting more into these characters now. Let's make just relaunch. Extreme. Let's just make it Which fresh. Is kind of what they're doing now. Yeah. Um, in the early 2000s by Brian Michael Bendis. And Brian Michael Bendis, one of the you know most prolific comic book writers of the last decade. Um, and he started Spider-Man issue number one. You watch Peter Parker get bit by the radioactive spider. Uh, he is in high school. Mm-hmm. And that universe runs... Um, for a while, and it introduces Miles Morales, who becomes Spider-Man after that version of Peter Parker dies. Right. And that, that book, The Death of Spider-Man. Uh, How'd you take it? Oh, really rough. <laughs> I took, oh, it, I took it real sad. rough. Um, Spider-Man doesn't make it out of high school in that universe. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've talked about this Which before like, on the show. Think about that. I mean, he's... He literally gets shot by the yeah, Punisher, a taking bullet. a bullet for Captain America. And that's like a realistic possibility of a teenager where grown men have yeah. firearms and want to kill him. No. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he dies in his aunt's arms in front oh, of their house no. after fighting Norman Osborn. It's again. like a reverse of Uncle Ben. Oof. Exactly. Right. And I think like, yeah, his last words are like, I did it. You know, I couldn't save Uncle Ben, but I could save you. Wow. And he just fucking dies. And man. I cried. And then Uncle Ben takes him to heaven. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> You did good, kid. And then there's uh, like a four-issue arc that's like the ultimate fallout, I think is what it's called. And it's just the the funeral. And it is so tragic. Man. So that's just two different Spider-Men. We should mention that there are multiple Spider-Men now. Yes. Female Spider-Men. There's uh, Anya Spinoza, who's the Spider-Woman. There's Gwen Stacy, who's the Spider-Woman from another world, like Joe was just saying. Who's Ghost Um, Spider now. Ghost Spider now. I really don't enjoy that. No, Spider-Gwen. I mean, I I know no one could call her Spider-Gwen because they Well, just call her Spider-Woman. So, Ghost Spider. I love the Spider-Gwen quote. You know, her like dope hood and like white and black it's outfit. a very cool look i think she has one of the top five spider-man looks, oh yeah period. and those yeah, dope really cool. ass blue chucks that are kind of woven yeah. into the costume yeah i'm right there with you mike uh and then you have 2099 which in the 90s was a way to recontextualize all the marvel characters into a new time frame that they're futuristic 
And there you have Miguel O'Hara, uh, who's Spider-Man 2099, all blue, red uh, skull on the outfit. Uh, and we should Web talk wings. favorite costumes here in a minute because I, you know, yeah. one in general, do you guys like the Spider-Man costumes? But uh, the main point is, as we just listed off from all those people, not only are they different uh, genders, but also races and ethnicities, things like that. Different creeds. If you're yeah. a fav- if you're a fan of, if you just even think you might like Spider-Man a little bit, mm-hmm. there is a Spider-Man character for you. If you like the cartoon just funny aspect of it spider ham you know just look up that stuff just oh, the yep. weird far sidey aspect of spider-man yeah this is a character that i really think could just be beloved by anybody yeah and that that kind of stuff really came to a head with um the event spider-verse mm-hmm. uh, which is getting a sequel that's going to start coming out next month um and also in december we got the miles morales spider-man movie which is called yeah. into the spider-verse and it's gonna oh, have yeah. gwen in it as the ghost spider you yeah know, it's gonna have the premiere gwen of a Stacey, lot of cool characters peter parker uh nick cage playing spider-man noir which is a character we didn't talk about who really? is you know a spider-man in a noir universe i was gonna mention that for one of my favorite costumes actually it's a pretty Ooh, cool one cool. yeah uh yeah so why don't we talk about that favorite costumes because it is just one of the most iconic suits, period. Oh, absolutely. But just in general, it's flamboyant. The blue, the red. Do you guys like the look of it? So in the same way that Superman with the trunks was inspired after a bodybuilder, Spider-Man, professional wrestlers. We know that from his history because he went into the ring to try to make money at first. Do you guys like the costume? I like it. I love it. It's a Power Ranger suit. It's a luchador suit. <laughs> yeah. I love wrestling. It is very over the top. Yeah. I, and it's it's just so great. Red, white, and blue. It's America, right? It's great. It's 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 amazing. I love it, and I love like almost every version of it that we've seen. Um, the Scarlet Spider, which we didn't talk about yet, is is one of my favorite characters in the Spider-Man mythos. He is a clone of Peter Parker, who goes by Ben Riley, who is out doing his own Spider-Man stuff. And that is the, uh, you know, the all red with the blue hoodie. Oh, yeah. uh, And like the web shooters on the outside of the suit. Love that look. Uh, Um, Just to make things even more confusing, I'll say that my favorite outfit is the Scarlet Spider outfit. Joe, it's not the same one as yours. It's a different clone. It's Kane, the (laughs) opposite spider clone. Yeah, again, this is the stupid stuff. Yeah. uh, When when I said before, what is the niche of Spider-Man? Here here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is not normie at all. The fact that we can learn say well my favorite's the scarlet spider well hold on my favorite's the scarlet spider and joe and i aren't even talking yeah. about the same spider clone and kane uh he even has like a different set of abilities and stuff like he he, he can, can turn, turn into, into, a, into a, a giant spider he can control wow. spiders you know um, very weird he has like a stinger that comes out of his the palm of his hand oh really good yeah, assassin's like, creed acid style. touch yeah Kane, Kane's like an intense one. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, lot going yeah. on. Very cool He's looking suit, though. Um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Besides Black Spider-Punk. Oh, yeah. Spider-Punk, yeah. another one of my favorite <laughs> fucking suits. It's, uh, you know, jean jacket with the amazing Spider-Man on the, the side, the, the spikes in the, the top, spikes the on the red head. chucks. Again, the chucks, because yeah. Spider-Man's yeah. really cool and hip. I guess that's what the shoe choice of And that version um, is. is not Peter Parker. It's uh, Hobby Brown. Oh, that's right. Um, who is the, the Prowler. Prowler in most mm. other universes. That's good that he changed his name. Prowler's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, favorite? I mean, you just got to go with, you know, a lot of people from the 90s favorite, the symbiote suit. The black symbiote suit, Spider-Man all symbiote black suit, symbiote suit. It's yeah, yeah, like the all black yeah, suit, but not the symbiote one. So just that the one's called the one. '90s Back to uh, Black, yeah. which is a totally different. They look exactly the same, yeah. but again, two different suits, yeah. guys. Mary Jane made that one yeah. for him right. after he lost the symbiote suit. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, yeah you just need in case you want to feel edgy again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As if he needed some formal wear. <laughs> He's got to rescue yeah. someone at a gala. He can't show up looking like a pro wrestler. There tonight. are, I do have some some comic grabs that I hold on to of Spider-Man. He gets hired to be protection for Felicia Hardy at an event. Um, but he doesn't. He can't give away his identity. Right. So he's wearing a black tuxedo with Over the Spider-Man the spider mask. Suit, yeah, <laughs> that's super great. Um, Classic. There's like oh another thing I love about Spider-Man. Just a dumb little tidbit. There's um a book that came out not too long ago called Spidey. Um, that was just kind of about like year one of Spider-Man. Is a very young Spider-Man. Um. And he's going through a hard time in one issue, and he's just, like, feeling really disenfranchised, and Captain America shows up and is like, hey, little buddy, like, I'm going to take you on an adventure, and by the end of it, you're going to remember why it's cool to be a superhero and, like, why people want to be you and, and right. you know, that, that everything's not all bad. And uh, he says to <laughs> Captain America, he says, you want to hear the dumbest thing I've ever done? I did an appearance on a talk show once, um, but I couldn't tell him my secret identity, so I had them make the checkout to the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, wow. (laughs) Never catch it. That's really funny. You just got to hold on to it. Um, Yeah, Uh, I mean, there's there's so much. If you just want to talk worst costumes for a second, you know, we talked about their relationship with the Fantastic Four, his best friend Johnny Storm, the amazing bag head when he becomes a Fantastic Four member but can't show off his identity, so he just puts a brown paper bag over his head and wears the Fantastic Four outfit. I don't like the Future Foundation suit either. Oh, really? Which is uh, almost like a reverse of the symbiote suits, white and then uh, black. I don't the really care triangles that. are right, definitely I have inspired for the homecoming outfit, though. The small outfit with how they do the, the future foundation signals. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it's just not one of my favorites. I, I hate the um, the Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> the Ghost Spider-Man. Spider. Yeah, yeah, I hate yeah, that yeah. one. Flaming head. Blue um, I'm not a fan yeah. of the cosmic suit either. If oh, like yeah. That I don't one. like the cosmic suit. No. I think it's just weird looking with like the, the mouthpiece being... Nope. The no, traditional colors, no, no, but the no. rest of it being all yeah. white and black. I don't like um, twenty ninety nine. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I like twenty ninety nine. I like it when it has the see through cape webbing. Yeah, cape I think that the cape comes is off dumb, but really, no, no, I like I like that, and I like the the new white version of it. Um, oh, I don't like that one. Yeah, see, I like that one. He just got an armored version. Oh, I mean, Iron Iron Spider's a cool yeah. suit too. Oh yeah, sure. There's so much. I mean, he's probably got like a hundred suits at least, right? Oh, oh at yeah. this point, uh, and like unlike Batman, where you know they just show these suits like hanging up in a closet, and he never wears them. Like there are adventures where they do wear them. Yeah, but I do love the idea of, like you just said, he doesn't have a spider cave. It's a Manhattan apartment, so that means somewhere yeah. all over his tiny, you know, brownstone that he's paying a shit ton for yep. is just different costumes that he's like, well, I could put this one on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also a lot of these are different characters. Like yeah. like no one said uh, Miles' suit is, is definitely one of yeah, my favorites. So I love the, the all the black red oh. webbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, a really good suit. And, you know, like Miles is a character that we didn't touch on much. He is Spider-Man as well. Uh, he was in the Ultimate Universe, and then there was an event called Secret War, but not the original not Secret the original. War. It was Secret right. War Two. Um, well, more not secret. Even Secret War Two. <laughs> yeah, Secret War Two is an event. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, this is definitely the niche stuff. The most secretest war. But yeah. like the too long didn't read it version Shh, of it <laughs> is just that Miles is now in the Six One Six Universe. So there are two Spider Men running around. There's Peter Parker, uh, who is a grown ass man at this point. Right. I mean, he is not. He is. 
in his 30s now. Yeah. And then there is a teenage Miles Morales. And some cartoons have tried to label him Kid Arachnid. I think they've really backpedaled on that. Yeah. So God yeah, willing. No. <laughs> no. I was just I want that. He yeah. has a new issue number one book dropping soon that I'm super excited for called Miles Morales, the Spider-Man. The Spider-Man. Mm. Good for um, him. Arachnid Kid. So we know there's a bunch of different comic book universes. There's also a ton of different movie universes now, right? We have three... We yeah we have a lot. There's a lot to talk about in the movies. You right, guys want to just we uh, web swing, swing on? I was over gonna there? say swing over uh, too. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hey, how long we been here, anyways? Thirty-seven minutes. What? Thirty-seven minutes? That's insane. So we're back. We're here to talk all about the movies and television shows with our favorite friendly neighborhood hero, Spider-Man. What, right. uh, what do you guys think? In my opinion, uh, Spider-Man has some of the best movies uh, for superheroes and some of the most iconic TV shows as well. What, uh, what's your history here? What, what ones have you guys seen? Well, he also has some of the worst movies. True. So, True. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a balance there. Yeah. People hold them up there, though. You got to give them that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a good opportunity to do tops and bottoms, too. I mean, I've seen all the Spider Man movies. I've seen the 90s animated cartoon, the 2099 cartoon. I saw the terrible MTV CG one. The one season. Oh, man. So, I've seen a lot of this stuff. Um, but my favorite, I guess I'm going to say iteration of this, it's Tom Holland in the new MCU. It's my favorite on screen Spider Man period he's he's the most like peter parker i mean he's the first one that to me is like convincingly a kid well hold on hold on hold okay on. yeah <laughs> getting ahead of it when andrew garfield isn't even the kid getting bullied as his peter parker right you don't think that's the most oh, peter parker I, <laughs> he's uh, okay so so Toby Maguire's a grown ass man, yes. uh, who does a really good job of being nerdy, but he's like a grown ass. But also man. should be yeah. like talking to you about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like he should be trying to sell you like health insurance and yeah. not not on a field trip with his yes. buddies. Um, yeah. But at least he's a nerd. Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider Man two, and I'll never forget this because I think it is like the <laughs> biggest slap in the face to Spider Man. He shows up late to graduation. Walks on stage, dips his girlfriend, and gives her a big kiss. Hell yeah! That is, that is so unlike like <laughs> Peter Parker. Yeah, it it's is, like dude. he skateboards. He's a cool boy. Yep. Like he's so emotional. It's like people have a lot of problems with that. Peter could skateboard in my mind. Sure, yeah, it's definitely, just, definitely. It's, I understand it's it's how it was portrayed, and yeah. I agree. It looked very ridiculous. So here's where I kind of draw these lines here. Uh, Toby McGuire, even though he's a grown ass man, was a pretty decent Peter Parker nerd. Andrew Garfield was a good, in my opinion, snarky jokester Spider-Man, but yes. his Peter Parker was trash. I agree with that. And then we have Tom Holland, who is the the mix. perfect like. Wait a minute, yeah. I'm young. I'm in high school. Too hot, too I'm cold. Snarky, just, just right. right, baby. Yeah. I love that, Mike. You're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, there's moments throughout. Uh, yeah, and we'll do a general tops or bottoms, but let's just keep freeforming through. Yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys remember in Spider-Man Two, there's the moment where uh, Mean Harry, after he remembers past the amnesia yep. stuff, that's Spider-Man Three. Oh, I do apologize. <laughs> do <laughs> not get. I'm, I'm about to give a Spider-Man Three speech. You're right. <laughs> uh, um, 
Oh boy, that movie. So uh, good. Where uh, he blackmails Mary Jane, Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane, into breaking up with Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire was about to propose. Like that was their right. entire thing. They're standing at the grave of Uncle Ben, and he says, "But you can't break up with me. Yeah, I, I love, love you. you." And he yeah. starts to say a poem where he's like, "Love is like this. Love is like no, that." See, that's the second one. You're getting confused. Oh and no. I, he says, "Uh." I love that line too because it's so it's so Peter Parker to me. Where um, it's it's in the second one, and like she just can't. She wanted to be with him, and he's yes. like, "I can't. I'm Spider Man. Yeah. I can't tell you I'm Spider Man." And that's when he We're walks away. Be together. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she's and he, and he goes, "I've been reading a lot of poetry," and she yeah. goes, "Whatever that yeah, means, yes, yes whatever <laughs> just that like, means." Oh. Which oh, is great. He's trying to be sweet. <laughs> so the scene in three that I'm talking about instead is where he tries to propose and she says, Jesus Christ, like, no, and like yeah. walks away. And he's just so sad. I think that's probably for some reason, like the best Peter Parker moment to me still, because it's so sad and yeah. desperate. And he says, mm. he says, you know, um, you know, we love each other. We have problems. Yeah. When people have problems, yeah. they talk it out. And she just goes, yeah. there's someone else. Yeah, there's and someone walks away. Else. And his, like, yeah. the death yeah. in his exactly. eyes is, is yeah. so just, There's sad. very adult things yeah. happening in these films. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'll defend Spider-Man 3. People say it's terrible. It's only terrible in the last, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's um, only terrible because, again, it's so over stuff which was to, sony's fault yeah. sony insisted that they put venom in the movie and they already killed venom once for me and they're about to do it again yeah like yeah. like sam raimi had no interest in putting venom in that movie he just wanted to introduce the symbiote suit and then like kind of put that on the burner for for other stuff moving forward yeah. um but no they were like shoehorning in big third act fucking yeah. stuff the villains in there and like if there's any hero that i think could have an overstuffed villain palette in a movie and do it well yeah. it's spider-man i mean like i, I want a fucking sinister six movie yeah. yeah not a movie about the sinister six sony you you crazy crazy yeah. people yeah but a movie where spider-man fights the sinister no six. homecoming did it very well having the shocker downgraded more to yeah. supporting villain shocker tinkerer, tinkerer and yeah, uh and vulture that's three villains and that's um, my favorite yeah. marvel villain portrayal ever is the vulture is the vulture he's my number one take on the character yeah it's i mean michael keaton you can't go wrong with it yeah the true bird man (laughs) the bird man becomes a vulture (laughs) wow that's great from batman to Birdman to the vulture wow bbv um another thing about the spider-man movies 2001 right we get the first one this is like setting up along with x-men like this world of summer blockbusters and like the superhero craze right i mean we talked about it in the comic-con episode like that summer it jumped in uh attendance by like 50 percent. i mean that was when you know superhero movies are here and they're here to stay that's right that's right and if i can just want to say my favorite of those is number two dr octopus it's the, the best spider-man movie um, alfred well, molina does a great say job the best comic book movie maybe yeah so, yeah i mean i would definitely agree with that like it, it just hits the core of the character so well and like it has so many great Peter Parker moments again like like I love the fact that he's he's at a party right and he's shooting pictures for the bugle and in the course of like five minutes everything I'm about to say happens to him and it's it's so Peter (laughs) Parker he's uh he tries to get a drink they can't get a drink his best friend walks up to him slaps him in the face humiliates him at a party um and like because he let his dad die or whatever Mm -hmm. you know he blames Peter for Spider-Man killing his dad, all, all of that. Yep. So he gets slapped in the face by his best friend. Uh, 
an announcement comes on to be like, oh, Peter, Mary Jane just agreed to marry someone else. Oh, she comes yeah. walking yeah, down the stairs. Like, okay. His boss is like, take pictures of it. Yeah. Take pictures of the Parker. girl of your Parker. dreams yep. <laughs> getting click, click, click. married. <laughs> so he takes the pictures, super upset, walks up to get an hors d'oeuvre because he can't afford dinner. Uh, goes to grab an hors d'oeuvre and someone takes the last one right off the plate in front of him. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is like in the course of like two and a half minutes, like everything goes wrong. Yeah. And like to me, that's Spider-Man, man. Like, and, everything always goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, and the guy behind making all that work is Sam Raimi. Yeah. I mean, Sam Raimi was a weirdo, skinny, white goofball from the Midwest who went to the big city and had that, oh gosh, kind of, you know, attitude for the rest of his life. And one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we should say- Evil Dead Trilogy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in next week's episode. A oh, little absolutely, bit. Yep. baby. Uh, and we should say, has the best cameo actor of all time, Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell. throughout this entire trilogy. Groovy. Another yeah, great in all of them. Peter Parker moments, denying him access to the theater. Um, <laughs> ticket? Shoes on time. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to. <laughs> everything about it. Yeah. Well, and in Spider Man 1, he gives waiter. him his name. Yeah. That's you know, right. he's like, the who are you? Answer. The human spider. The human spider. That's trash. Yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> the amazing Spider-Man. During the bone saw, yeah. Uh, bone saw is ready. Bone saw is Macho Man. man. There's it. a uh, fun fact about that Macho Man scene. He he came out with like a, a rap album, the Macho Man. I don't know if you guys know what? this. <laughs> and at that time, he was beefing with Hulk Hogan in real life. And he has a line where he's like, Oh, you have like one-offs on TV, but I had a feature role in Spider-Man. Oh like he references God. that he was in Spider-Man and therefore a bigger star than Hulk Hogan. Oh, I believe In his diss track. <laughs> if you're so. in Spider-Man. Um, yeah. And like uh, the way they handle the, the burglar in uh, the movies with Raimi was so good too. Oh, Leaps and yeah. bounds, in my opinion, better than the, uh, the amazing Spider-Man. Well, we never needed to it. do it again after that. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did with, you know, with uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, but we take. didn't need to. We did not need to. Right. And like, I, I think one of the biggest tragedies of Sam Raimi's trilogy is that we never got his version of the lizard because his version of the lizard. Oh, been talk about a slow so burn. Oh, that actor man. portrays Connors from the first film to the third. Yeah. Without an arm, too. I mean, it's like it's all there. It's chilling in the background. The mentor, Jekyll and Hyde thing. You know, you know, he's doing his research. It, when we were talking about our favorite villains, the lizard is like my 1B. You know, like, yeah, right? he's so close. And like, I was really disappointed with the way Amazing Spider-Man had the lizard. It was like, I hate the way they Scarecrow, do. let me just release a gas on the city. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to be a lizard now. What the fuck are oh, you doing? Here's, I guess, yeah. a hot take. I like The Amazing Spider-Man 2 more than I like The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, mm. really? Because they're both bad movies. And at least in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the web swinging is top notch. Mm. Um, and you don't have to sit through the origin story again. Right. You know, I just watched one of those, not even just like Cinema Sins, because I guess that's just an actual one, but the genre of that, you know, those breakdown videos, what's wrong with Here's them. Here's why it's awful. And I don't know what you guys feel about those. Personally, I just don't like people thinking the same things about movies, you know, so when it's pointed out in mass scale like that, yeah. who cares? But uh, I watched one of those on each of the Amazing Spider films. And it broke it down in a way and contextualized it again and just pointed out things that I truly just had never thought about because who's putting that much attention into these films? Right. That truly it's the editing that is the problem for both of them. The Hmm. pacing issues throughout, it's just a mess of let's cut, 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 cut until we get to the real life couple scenes because of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone's relationship at the time. so good. Yeah. Because of their idiotic chemistry, the scenes play out whether it's through improv or whatever, 
five times longer than any other cut or any other shot in the movies. Really? So the pacing is all over the place, and it just smacks you in the face the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How they, about that rhino, though? Yeah, how about that <laughs> rhino? Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I always felt like Rhino would have to be in a robot suit because the cartoon one is so goofy. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, like, that's kind of every version of him now is, yeah. you know, he's stuck in the suit. Is right. basically what yeah, and I've said to. it before. I, I have a thin line with Spider-Man villains when it comes to hybrid animals slash mech suits. It, it seems to kind of lean One either the way. See, yeah. I would take a mech suit over a hybrid animal yeah. every single day. Yeah. Except, I don't know, the Green, the green Goblin is kind of... I want that ultimate. I kind of want I that ultimate. I hope the next now. one is an ultimate. Yeah. Give me Brian Cranston Do you in know the what role. This is? No, he turns into an actual goblin. Mike, yeah, <laughs> like I, I so don't know how to portray as opposed other than to that. the you know the the glider, the rubber pumpkin suit. bombs, yeah. the rubber suit, all of that. He literally you know tries to recreate what happened to Spider Man, um, and the powers he gets are basically just he morphs into a Hulk. Oh, okay. Um, but, but does he fly but he's around? Still smart. He still knows eh, everything. No, In some versions, yeah. he has oh, okay. a glider. Sometimes I don't like he has those wings, as much. Just, I, he grows. <laughs> he grows worse. wings. Yeah. The into the Spider Verse trailer yeah. has uh, him with wings. Hinted, I, I've seen yeah, that version. Okay. That he has wings. Um, now the goblins. Actually, you know, I, I don't like the costume from the Sam Raimi ones. Honestly, oh, the really? Power Rangers suit. Have for the you Green ever Goblin? seen the um, the costume test? Yeah, the test one that they almost did. Yeah, the prototype it's one, right? Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. The, that was the awesome. goblin mask. When Joe, you're saying you're such a big fan of uh, of the character, the Green Goblin. Obviously, you like the Gary Cooper version, <laughs> the, not the, the Chris Cooper version. I'm sorry, so an amazing Spider-Man who gets sick. I have goblin disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. like, oh, he has okay. weird extended ears and yeah. like green eyes. That's what right. is that? He is like, what is that? MS? It's a, a neurodegenerative disease, it which is a part of the mythos. A it, like, it breaks down your body. I mean, it's not real, sure. but uh, right. You know, like that's it's genetic. That's what killed Harry's mom. Harry has it. Like this is this is all kind of stuff. I'll Insane. bring up too when we get to the video games. They explore that a little bit in the mm. PS4 game. Um, Are you satisfied with how the Goblin has been portrayed in the film so far? Then, if Willem he, Dafoe, as your favorite, Willem best. Dafoe is great. Yeah, so William good. Dafoe is great. I but mean, not I a say, great look. I agree with you. Yeah, Mike. not a yeah, good look. What do you think? Joe? Not a great look. Um, but William Dafoe's take on it was great. You you just said Brian Cranston for the MCU version. I would fucking love that. I really mm-hmm. want a. A menacing, long-lasting Norman Osborn. Yeah. Because the thing about Norman Osborn, and now that he can be in the MCU, is he is... Imagine Tony Stark, but evil. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Like, he uses his power, like the Iron Patriot, which is featured in um, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Or Iron, Iron is that 3. Iron Man 3? Yeah. Um, in the comic books, that's Norman Osborn. Really? Who sees the Avengers falling apart and says, "You know what? I'm going to take a bunch of villains. I'm going to pretend we're heroes, and we're going to like, rain. yeah, we're going to become the new Avengers and and wreck the reputations of the original Avengers Whoa. by kind of like Trojan horsing villains as heroes." And he becomes Iron Patriot, which is, you know, a Tony Stark suit with Norman yeah. Osborn inside. I think you just uncover the next phase of Marvel's plan. I, I would <laughs> really I would like that. to see Norman Osborn step up to the plate a as people- a you know, a villain for sure, Spider-Man, but also oh, everything. yeah, but for everybody. A lot of people throw out Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. Yeah. I would like that. That's fine. I want someone a little older, though, because that's, that's another... To me, it's it's generational, man. Mm-hmm. Like, something about Spider-Man's villains all being old men who want to yeah. keep a young man down. Like, that means something to me. McConaughey maybe for Harry. Well, no, because oh, Harry would, would have to be He's got to be a peer, yeah. yeah. He's got to be... Anyway, mind. anyway. 
Um, um, I mean, if we even do that, like the the MCU version has really taken a lot from Miles as well. Like Ned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not Ned. He's he is. Gank. Uh, he's gank. He's Miles Morales' best friend. So much so that they did a storyline in the comic books where um, he meets a girl who he like, kind of falls in love with and she's like all about Spider-Man and he's like, well, I know Spider-Man. Right. I can't tell you my real name, so I'll tell you my name is Ned. <laughs> it's like, wow. That's a that's a funny little jab at the movies. Did they um, use that pseudonym. Are you, how do you feel about the future of the movies though? Are you, what do you, are, are you hopeful for Spider-Man moving forward? Because I, I tell you, I got some reservations. I'm, I'm a hopeful. Concerned. I'm very confused by the Sony situation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Venom stuff, we'll do a hit or shit to wrap up this segment of the movies and yeah. just kind of get everybody's feelings on Venom. But beyond that, you, you guys have to understand that they're still moving forward with Morbius. You know, Jared Leto's cast, they're supposedly setting up a shoot date. Black Cat Silver Sable has been put on hold, but again, it has a director. Supposedly that could shoot as well. These are two movies now. Yeah, who who knows? These are all characters that they are withholding. That is a great fear of mine. There's also talk of like, well, you know what they should do? They should do an old man Logan version, bring Tobey Maguire back, have him like finish up his stuff. And it's just like, I don't, guys, I'm not into the past anymore. I don't need any of that. I need all of the Spider-Man universe together to allow his films to be great. You know, there's these rumors in the new film that they're digging out villains like Molten Man, who's just a very general Marvel villain, uh, probably an Iron Man villain who just sucks, that they might use him. Oh, really, that they might use him in the next film for Spider-Man. That no. has me fucking worried. Yeah, that Kevin yeah. Feige's See, deal was kind like, of stuff that makes we'll me give you, too. you know, we'll give you this character, but you can't have Craven, you can't have the Lizard, you can't have Doc Ock. It's like, God, if that's where we're at, I'm fucking shaking in my boots. Over yeah, because that's, I mean, you're robbing me of everything I want. Yeah, you know, you're really neutering the universe by just keeping. But that's so, so two-handed because bullshit. look, guys, we have Tom Holland in a Steve Ditko accurate suit with <sighs> web wings. So you know, I but mean, it's like, god damn, we're missing the Rogues Gallery. But we're missing the Rogues Gallery, which to we're me, missing I mean, his universe. It's like yeah. that's what matters. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. want to see. We need to see how we do J. Jonah Jameson. Is there a reason that they haven't brought up the Daily Bugle? Is is Eddie Brock in his Venom universe going to get to start working for them and Tom Holland won't? I'm fucking fearful of that. Yeah, see, there's a lot that yeah. I'm, I'm nervous of because, you know, with Far From Home, we really, we know the rumored villains of Mysterio... Um, Hydro Man, Hydro Man, Molten Man, Man. Oh, Man, and Chameleon are the That's rumors, like, and I don't really care for... I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll take Mysterio. I think Mysterio makes sense for a movie. It gets top um, billing, yeah. But I don't know, man. I just really want like a Craven movie. And, you know, if they're trying to make a Craven standalone. See, Sony's got this this dumb idea and they've had it forever. Like during the amazing Spider-Man times where they were like, we're going to do a Sinister Six movie about the Sinister Six. It's like, why? Who the fuck is asking for that? Yeah. I'm a yeah. huge Spider-Man fan. I have no interest in watching a movie about his villains that don't feature him. Yeah, at all. It, it's a balance. <laughs> like if I had... 
the Batman films with nothing but C-listers and no oh, Joker. Can you imagine? And Joker got a spin-off with another studio. It's like, what the, the hell is this? I mean, that's know? kind of I'm, what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Mike, you're kind of painting a well, realistic Well, now we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got two Joker movies uh, in the pipeline. Yeah. And but we have no the Batman Dark Knight. Movie. But yeah, no more Batman, right? So uh, yeah, technically, maybe not even an actor for that guy at the moment. So who oh, knows? Man. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really disheartening. Um, and it, it makes me nervous. You know, I'll be honest. It really does make me nervous about like if I if I can't have any of this, the main Sinister Six, the original Sinister Six, then like I don't know who I want, you know, or even comments, like can we get Norman Osborn or we is that going to happen is that off the table? I right? Know. Even comments from Kevin Feige, who, again, I'm putting so much trust in just because, again, I think he's earned it. Saying comments like, we're not going to dig into the past either. We're not interested in portraying villains that have been portrayed on screen before. Look, Doc Ock is just such a large part of who Peter Parker is. He was his teacher. He betrays him. That means the world to him. Yeah, to to just flat out say we're not going to even do that. He's the guy who created the Sinister Six. If you're trying to cash in on this idea of a team teaming up against him, you need that element. You cannot withhold that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that it's like, you know, I know they just did the lizard, but like they didn't do him right. Yeah, I would like to so see him on. do it right. Even yeah. Alfred Molina knocked it out as Otto Octavius. Fantastic. Guess yep. what? Somebody's going to do a great job too. It's just respecting the. Oh, that please. I would, that would be that's awesome. That's what I want. It's Patton just Oswald. respecting the source material. Well, we know that there was that tease for Scorpion. Yep, mm. Matt Gargan. So at is least in that's it. like a. He's a billable, hell yeah, villain. Which you know? is a it's a it's a cool take on the character too. And I guess this is a little niche I can I can talk about. Um. He's named Matt Gargan, but he's also very obviously based on another version of the Scorpion who is not named Matt Gargan, but is kind of like a Mexican gangster mm-hmm. who uses a, um, a metal chain with a hook on the yeah. end. Uh, and he's a Miles villain. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So he's, and he goes by, he's got a big tattoo that says Scorpion on him. This and guy had it on his neck. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, oh yeah, it's we love the actor Michael Mando from, from uh, Breaking Bad. Is yeah. Fantastic. Breaking Bad and, and yeah. Better Call Saul. He's yeah. really had like a glow up Oh, there. and did you ever play that Far Cry game, Mike, where he's the lead character with the mohawk? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah. portrayed that guy as well. I mean, he's such a great psychopath. <laughs> yeah. So at least there's that, but yeah, you really want to get. bash his brains in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's great. Um, you want Octavius, though. You want and the Jake, Green Goblin. Yeah, but Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. He was going to be one of the Spider-Man. And he was going Tobey to be Tobey Maguire, yeah. yeah. Guys, it, beyond that, he did stunt work for Spider-Man 2. He did body doubles. And shots. now he's I mean, a he wasn't that big of an actor gone bad for a franchise yeah. that he didn't get to star in. I think that's really fucking cool. <laughs> wow. I think there's a lot of like cool... He is it's really cool. Like, like look, I, it's a Spider-Man movie. It comes out um, almost on my thirtieth birthday. But it takes place in Venice, the Czech Republic. Yeah, you know, abroad. See, and that's, that's Spider-Man to you. No, it's international. and that's also yeah. kind of what bothers me is I want I the Infinity War suit is fine. The Iron Spider movie suit is fine. Right. I don't want it anymore. No. I want him back in the red and blue. Mm-hmm. I want him. Taking care of New York, man. Somebody's got to take care of New York. Even in Homecoming, you have a different look. They said, we don't want him swinging through cities. It's been done before. Let's get him in the suburbs, amongst the trees. Okay, again, all that stuff's very cool. I want to see your take. Do your take where you are doing all the things that you say are. We've seen it before. Okay, show me it again, but show me it yours. Show me the pristine, perfect copy of it. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's not a bad thing to to make the character the way he's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, it's like saying, like, well, we don't want to use a bat symbol. Yeah. Everyone's used the bat signal before, so we're just not going to do it. And it's like, okay, but, like, that's a part of the character. Man. In my mind, yeah. I almost made the joke, well, no bat cave. We, won't, we don't want to do that. In the Batman vs. Superman, it was burnt to the He didn't even have the bat cave. They, yeah. People, executives still are making these decisions of, like... Well, come on. They don't really want to see that. But it's yeah, like, they can't we do. just give you what you want. <laughs> they sort of do, yeah. yeah. Um, but outside of that, Spider-Verse is coming soon. That looks like oh, we are man. getting everything we want, oh, right? Yes. I can't wait. Can, oh, all right, so just a little bit about that. Guys. Yeah. Uh, John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. Nick Cage as uh, Spider-Man Noir. Great. Um, you've got Spider-Gwen, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, The Prowler, is is confirmed to be in it as well. Mm-hmm. Green Goblin's confirmed to be in it. I mean, I think yeah, this Lee is Schreiber. going to be. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, in the best Spider-Man movie. Wow. I mean, it's just like web swinging is one of the most cinematic things in all of comic book movies to me. Like, it doesn't get any better than web swinging through a city. What you can do with that animated is is I'm so excited to see. Sure, and what looks what like a very off. unique animation style. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like the the comic book sound effects and stuff coming up on the screen, yep. the the writing, like spider everything sense. seems so cool. Yeah, I love the spider sense. And what's the release date for that? The um... uh, right before Christmas this year. Awesome. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, a great palate cleanser to venom before that in october like a turd in the wind we have venom so let's hit her shit it guys um first just you know a couple bare elements about it tom hardy he's doing another goofy voice yep Sounds like an idiot. Do you guys agree? I agree. <laughs> okay. Why do you do that? His, why you do that? Everybody's I've, got problems. Do that, do that. I found out something. We we play. We we What? Sounds like a little boy. Uh, so he's doing a New Yorker accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but he lives in San Francisco, so very goofy. Riz Ahmed is playing the bad guy, a scientist. It's another one of these stories that we've seen before. Scientist bites off more than he can chew with dangerous technology that he wants to bring to the world to save it, but it takes a reluctant hero to step up and actually show him that he's wrong. I mean, yeah. come on, guys, right? It's Chronicle. It's you know, it's uh, it's every fucking bad pitched plaque movie. Uh, you've got two symbiotes wrestling against each other in the trailers. Yeah. And the like two the symbiotes final that conflict. Exactly the same. I mean, literally black oil on top of each other. Yeah. yeah. So it's Venom versus Riot. And Riot is Venom without the Venom signal. But also Venom doesn't have the Venom signal either because yeah. Spider-Man doesn't exist yeah, in this universe. Right. So they look exactly the fucking same. That's not Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's for Teenage Edge Lords. Like Eminem did the theme song. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all stacked against it. I'm Let's stacking say shit. Yeah. Hit or shit. I'm gonna say shit. I'm gonna say box office shit and critically shit. Think I think it's, it's going to be terrible, and I don't think it's gonna be money. It won't do well overseas. Tom Hardy's a big name. It might do well overseas, maybe, but like domestic, Ooh, it's gonna it'll question. bomb domestic. I think it'll bomb domestic. Yeah. I think it'll barely. Like it'll make money. It's not gonna like double its budget, but it's gonna make money with the overseas included. That's my guess. Hmm. Okay, how about I, I think tomato like, predictions? I would say under thirty. I would say under fifty. Wow. Okay. Audience score because of the the fifteen year olds who love it. <laughs> yeah. So I could say like fifty. Fifty percent sounds about right. Critics yeah. are gonna put it at twenty five. And like, yeah. look, I like Venom as a character. I like Tom Hardy as an actor, but Venom without Spider Man makes no sense. It's a yin without a yang. And Tom Hardy, I think, wanted, I not even think, he said he wanted to do this movie for his kid because his kid was a big yeah. Venom fan. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really understands what he got into. 
No, no. I think like he's playing it like as if he's doing it for his kid where he's like, why we do that, little buddy? We why make we a Venom movie. <laughs> you have the director, Ruben Fleischer, most known for Zombieland, but whose last hit Gangster Squad was, was so critically panned. I mean, right. and, he was buried. Uh, you know, he didn't do Zombieland alone. No. So I think. No, the writer's a Deadpool, of course. Yeah. Which, um, you know, that element. You know, you can tell if you've seen Deadpool and Zombieland, like those elements that make Zombieland special are are definitely what comes from the stuff that makes Deadpool special. The the funny writing on the screen, the exact uh, like chirons that come up and stuff like that. You know, the the twisting take on something. This just looks very straightforward. Very dumb. Very dumb. I mean, like, can we talk about the fact that they released the fucking trailer without any of the facts in the because they were yeah. just trailer, desperate to yeah. get it out? Yep, there was nothing. No venom. So it just looks like he's doing it with his mind. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hate the word turd. <laughs> it yeah. sounds so immature to me. Yeah. The movie looks so immature to me. And I'm not saying, like, everything needs to be gritty and, and no, serious. No, no, no. But it doesn't even look funny. Yeah. No. It's... It it's, doesn't look. It looks like it's taking itself too serious. But I like when he jumps the motorcycle and he falls off it, and he grabs the motorcycle with his venom claw. But like, why? Dude, 90s does action, venom baby. do that? <laughs> right. yeah. Has venom ever done no that? Idea. So is Eddie Brock a good character, Joe? You know, with all the antithesis stuff you've been saying, just thinking it out, you're totally right in that a lot of these villains are that to Spider-Man. You have a a teen to face off against an older man in the same field as him, newspaper, but he's aggressive. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have anybody in his world. Like, no. Spider-Man has friends. Aunt Peter Parker May. has people in his life. Exactly. No. Eddie, Eddie Brock works out alone yeah. in a dark room. Oh, exactly. And, yeah. you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Eddie Brock covets power. He wants what Spider-Man has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to turn into a monster, you know, to join up, because, again, it's two minds coming together with the symbiote to feed off each other's hatred for Spider-Man. He is a good character. Yeah. But why is that? I mean, what, what was the key factor that I mentioned and all of that with his character? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter Parker. So to take that out, it's not going to be good. Yeah, I don't understand the obsession Sony has as a studio with doing these spinoffs. Like, cash. If you, it, But is it going to make cash? I mean, like, this this to me, I don't, I don't, hot take, I don't think Sony will be making movies in 10 years. Um, wow. I, they'll be making yeah microwaves. Yeah, <laughs> right. they will be making video games and televisions yeah. well, the flip and, side, and camera equipment. The the Spider Man game is getting really great reviews. It's incredible. So Sony's doing that right, but yeah. the movie's wrong. The well, Insomniac Studios doing that right. Uh, well, uh, they, <laughs> they have the rights though. Yeah, yeah Insomniac um, did it. Yeah. And like we'll talk more about that when we get to the video game section. But I really think like Sony just has no idea what they're doing movie wise right now. I think they're really floundering as a studio. Like, I, how much money did they pump into Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. Only to have it completely fall apart because they couldn't rein a director in. Emoji movie, huge failure. Emoji movie, huge failure. I think failure. they're behind Pixels, Pixels. Huge favor. Yeah. Fail, failure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just, you know, when you're in charge of Spider-Man, you got to do it right yeah. to me. Or at least show some care. Amy Pascal, like... Have you guys seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm meme of her and Kevin Feige sitting down? And she's yeah. like, well, I do think there's potential <laughs> yeah. of, you know, Tom Cross Holland, over. Spider-Man crossing yeah. over. And it just like zooms in on Kevin Feige's like, eyes get bigger and yeah. bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not of happening. course not. I mean, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand why. I mean, like, even when they were trying it with BJ Novak putting together this Sinister yeah, Sick as yeah. Smythe in yeah, very uh, strange. The Amazing Spider-Man, none of that makes any sense. A really? lot of, let me tell you, so with Venom, we're going to see a lot of changes. 
everything's on hold right now. The fact that they yeah. put production on hold for Silver and Black, um, with Kevin Feige not answering direct questions about Tom Holland crossovers and stuff like that, the reception of Venom, it's going to answer a lot of those questions, guys. Yes. Yeah. That's do true. you? How do you feel? I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad, and I'm not glad at the same time that Spider-Man's a kid in the MCU universe. Do you think Tom Holland's going to play Spider-Man for the next 10 years? Mm, I, unfortunately not. I think because of the way these contracts work, I, I think it's pretty spelled out his involvement with the Marvel brand specifically, and it can't be that long because of the trade-off. Yeah, see, that makes me nervous. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff that makes me nervous has nothing to do with the people who are actually making the movies yeah. or writing the movies or playing the, the characters, it's the people making the money. It's the people it. making the money and the, and the corporations involved, yeah. which is, you know, very Norman Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's right. Unfortunately. Um, so the, that's the movies. Uh, before we move on out, do you guys want to talk a little bit about some of the TV shows? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Just uh, hit them a little bit. One of the top three theme songs of all t- time, team. Well, actually, <laughs> all of them, even the original. I was like, going to say, which one are you song, talking? Or the guitar one from the '90s, Bam. Radioactive Spider Blood. Also, the original. Like, I love the original. Yeah, it's so good. Is he Swing strong? Swim. Listen, bud, he's got radioactive blood. Catches thieves just like flies. Look out! And here comes the Spider Man. Here Spider-Man. comes the Spider Man. Spider-Man. Great stings. Yeah. Um, also, great theme song, the Supida Man, Supida uh, Japanese Man. TV That's show. Right. Boom. Yeah, the Japanese Spider Man is crazy. The Japanese Spider Man has nothing to do with Spider Man at all. It's a giant robot series. Power Rangers. He's like Perdon. So, yeah, Supida Man and his superhero sidekick, the giant robot Leo Pardon. Yeah. Um, and they fight aliens and he gets his powers from a dying alien. And he's not a photographer. He is a motorcycle enthusiast uh, racer. I mean, yeah. like, uh, he's a professional motorcycle motocross star. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can you imagine watching that and then growing up and coming over here and seeing a kid reading a Spider-Man comic book and being like, I love Leo. Oh, Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. Tell you all on. about that. Where's his motorcycle? Like, Where are the no, aliens? No, no, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about any of that. I but any of that. it did have Stanley's blessing. He yeah. thought the special effects in particular were yeah. incredible. He loved it. Spider-Man's a perfect fit for Japan too because it's just like Kamen Rider, those Sentai Power exactly. Rangers series. He he just he has the look that just you slot him right in, even if it's the story that doesn't feel Spider-Man to us. It's like, hey, just another guy on a motorcycle with just a mask. Another guy on a motorcycle yeah, it works. shooting webs. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we talked a little bit about the CGI MTV show that only lasted one yeah. season. Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah. Um, didn't really care for that. It took some inspiration from the Ultimate Universe, their version of Electro. Yeah, I was going to say that's the, the first time I ever saw him all electric to that. Colin, we had talked about this a little bit, and neither one of us had ever gotten into it. The spectacular Spider-Man, mm, the cartoon. Yeah. Um, so highly rated, considered the pinnacle of the comic book series. I've and watched again, it. Reduces him down as a child, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched it since. I gave it another go. The animation is a real hard pill to swallow for me. I just don't really care for the look. Yeah. Um, but the way they do Venom is great. Uh, it's a high school... Spider-Man, uh, I think it's like three or four seasons. It's pretty good. I would recommend it now. Very okay. 60s based. He faces yeah. off against people like the Enforcers, which was people with like cowboy. Fancy uh, Dan. Yeah, Fancy Dan. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those know, are characters that we saw day. in the Ultimate yeah. Universe as um, Kingpin's muscle. Yeah. The Enforcers. Right. Maybe Kingpin, because he is Marvel, could Harry Spider-Man in the movies sometime. Yeah, I see, oh, if I could get... 
if I could get Tom Holland against uh, Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. like, they're, they're, I mean, they're so great at the roles. Yeah. Like, honestly, what I want more than anything is a 10-minute short that just has Spider-Man meeting the Defenders and being like, oh, what's up, Matt Murdock? Yeah. <laughs> you keep Hell's Kitchen safe? I'll keep yeah, Queen you safe. say the Defenders. You mean Daredevil. I really, I really <laughs> I don't yeah, really yeah, care. Yeah. If he talks to Iron Fist, that really means nothing to me. <laughs> no, but but yeah, I, I guess I do just mean Daredevil. Yeah. If I could get Daredevil, <laughs> the Punisher, and Spider-Man... Basically, just recreate that issue with yeah, the basically. kingpin. Right. I, I would lose it. Just condense it to fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, that or if you can't get good villains, use that. Yeah, use and the elevate ones you your have. Netflix characters. Still keep it grounded compared to like the Avengers films, and I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like the future, I think is definitely bright, um, but there's a lot to be wary about. I mean, my spider senses are kind of going off about these contracts and what villains can be used. So yeah. I think there's a reason to be wary. We'll have to see which way the pendulum swings. Yeah, yeah and then just to, and you know, I'm sorry just to continue this topic on, but yeah, Marvel just revealed with their streaming service that they're thinking about doing highlighted individual chapters for characters who haven't gotten the full effect on screen to be fleshed out in miniseries on their devices. They mm. want to put high-end money into it too. That's something where, you know, like, if you're a fan, if you're just daydreaming and saying, like, oh, well, what if Spider-Man could meet Daredevil and it was in one of those? Yeah. I think the logistics of that, I mean, that's a Netflix character moving from one streaming device to another to interact with a borrowed character yeah. who Marvel doesn't even really... It's just like at they that said point, it's going to be the most expensive series of all time too. I well, yeah. I believe it. Tom it's Holland, just there's kind of just Tom too Hiddleston. many too many question marks is yeah. my issue. So I don't know. I mean, I think as too we move cooks. forward with the MCU, there's going to be more and more questions because you know it's you've been doing this for a decade. How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep it alive? Yeah. And yeah. if you know Spider Man's going to be, they've already announced that Spider Man Far From Home is the beginning of the next phase. But if Spider Man's, you know choice of characters is is as neutered as it seems to be that makes me nervous yeah Yeah. very much so all right well my senses are tinkling guys should we talk video games i think we should let's uh web swing on out of here We've talked about reading Spider-Man, watching Spider-Man, but what about being Spider-Man? The video games of Spider-Man, in my opinion, have been some of the best superhero games of all time. There's a long history, lots of them. Uh, what have you guys played? What are what are some of your favorites of these? Well, you say being. I mean, this is the one that I want to be. You know, these are the games that I picked up. And when I had the Super Nintendo growing up, if it had Spider-Man on it, my parents would go ahead and get it for me. So the first game that I ever had was Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge. Do you guys remember this game at all? No. Yes, but only through um, Pies. That was okay. one later. It, I did not have that one as a kid. Um the mechanics are a little wonky. It's that. impossible. So let me tell you, this is one that did also not 
survive uh, my childhood because I probably picked it up and threw it a bunch. Mm. It's a game I never beat, uh, right. like most Super Nintendo games, yeah. or got past maybe even the first levels. It was just Spider-Man teaming up with the villain Arcade. Are you familiar with him, Mike? He's an X-Men villain. I've heard of Arcade, but I don't remember what, what he does. Arcade's murderous carnivals of tricks. He just always constantly takes over the danger room and puts the X-Men to their limits, you know, tests them to try to kill them. So he's like Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one of these tech based you know doesn't really do anything but he can do whatever he wants (laughs) yeah uh and you know he had a great run recently actually in the x-men comic books uh where it became a hunger games parody where Mm. he became a godlike villain who took over an island put them in a simulation and truly made them fight to the death very coolly Uh, and this was a terrible game i mean it was just individually you would pick who you would be Wolverine, Storm, Spider-Man, Cyclops. Yeah. You'd go through, you would shoot the little dumb web things, impossible graphics. Uh, Beyond that, I mean, I would go to the arcade. I would try and find Spider-Man arcade games where you would team Mm -hmm. up with Black Cat. I would race home to rent the red cartridge from blockbuster of maximum carnage yep. i mean is there yeah, any cooler video the, game uh, on the planet that was the the one for me also like put itself aside right away a red cartridge yeah yeah for the super nintendo doom had a red cartridge for the super nintendo as well but, oh it did oh, okay so See, i never bad. played that, but the the maximum carnage that cover with him over top of the city oh yeah was there anything better that was my you know spider-man game of my youth, you know, Sega Genesis version, but yeah, you could have two players, Badass. Spider-Man, you could be Venom and, you know, just side scrolling beat him up, nothing yeah. crazy, but you could web swing, do the kick, you know. But again, didn't you find it incredibly complicated? Did you know the combos to web swing as a kid? No, like that's like later your older cousin yeah. figures it out. Shows it to you, yeah. writes it down, puts that slip of paper in the little box, and yeah. maybe you pull that out when you're playing it again. I was not even well that in those days, you know, the instruction manual had a notes section. Yeah. They're expecting well, you, you to write, write that stuff down. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, true. I wasn't even looking up on game facts at that point, you know. But that game has some of like the coolest fucking ties to the universe too, like uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, right show right up away. halfway yep. through it. So how about something like the movie games? I mean, those again are universally considered some of the best games ever made. Spider-Man 2, the video yeah. game, narrated by Bruce Campbell, I remember that fact about it, was yeah. probably the number one blockbuster rental I ever had. I would probably go there every week just to recheck it out. Spider-Man 1 was a rental, um, and that was not open world. It was very <laughs> like just straightforward. By Spider-Man 2, you said, Mom, let me save you some money. Get me this game. Yeah, Spider-Man 2... Um, <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man 2 is, you know, we'll talk about Spider-Man PS4 in a little bit. We'll cover some of these ones first. But it was open world, swing around New York City, fight crimes when they appear, and then, you know. What do you think came out first, Grand Theft Auto 3 or this? What do you think you guys got your hands on first? Oh, mm, Grand Theft Auto. It's really? probably probably Grand Theft Auto by a year. I remember Spider-Man really blowing my mind that you could go anywhere. So maybe it was no, Spider-Man it was, it for No, it was me. definitely Grand Theft Auto because after Spider-Man, I remember uh, Vice City. Ooh, very cool. Right. So Grand Theft Auto 3 had already happened. I really liked the PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game. Um, oh, the animated one? It yeah. was like it was like, you know, 3D. It was yeah. the, the PlayStation 1 and like it would just go through the story. There's like QTEs and stuff, like certain story moments like running towards camera. And that was like um was the, like Doc Ock with Carnage 
or Doc Ock gets like the symbiote on him at the end. I remember with Venom. Yeah, and you can like yeah. Electro was in it too. That was a dope game. Yeah, they had a really good ro- and you know you could make like the web fist, the combo system. It was kind of like a prototype for what Spider Man Two the game was. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. When it's one of those things where it's like again, I mean, just like web swinging is the most cinematic, it just makes the most sense for oh, video games. The game swinging like, it's web, so satisfying. That's true. Yeah, when a game like Infamous comes out for the PlayStation, where they want to put you in an open city as a superhero, you know they're envious. Like, he's got electrical powers as he's getting around town. I'm sure they're just saying, God, couldn't we just make this web swinging? Can't we just have Spider-Man, please? Yeah, please. Even Batman's got his grappling hook in Arkham. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's a lot of comparisons to Arkham and Spider-Man games, but, like, those combo systems and, like, the spider sense to, like, dodge if there's an attack coming, that was in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, so all of that was Arkham in the Spider-Man Arkham borrowed off that. It's not the other way around. It built mm-hmm. it all up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of dancing around Spider-Man PS4. We'll talk more about it. But yeah. the, the comparison to the Arkham games, I think, is very valid. Um, I have played Spider-Man PS4. Uh, I got my first ever platinum PlayStation trophy. Oh, congratulations. I, I 100%ed the game. Every unlockable, every suit, every side mission, main story done it all oh my god um and it's incredible um i get the comparisons to arkham especially like in the combat and stuff but i would say in arkham it's a lot of button mashing and just timing the dodge right, right. i mean like that's the core of the arkham games in the spider-man ps4 game it really feels like you're growing as you play it. Like the way you use the gadgets is so much more satisfying mm-hmm. than just tapping R2 to throw a, a batarang. Cause like you can trip mine two characters or two villains together and then they web to each other. Or you can oh, throw a whoa. web bomb where everyone gets covered in web and you can stick them to walls then. It's very cool right. tech. Yeah, and like it feels more more than button mashing, like you're growing with the combat. Because like when I first started playing it, it did, you know, I was kind of just doing the same thing. And then I realized like, oh, you know, like if I can get them over to the wall, I can jump off the wall and then back onto them. And then I can swing back and hit this guy with a trip mine. All of that stuff. It, it feels like you're growing with the character. Right. Yeah. And a lot of big environment play too. I like that. Oh, it's so cool, dude. The, uh, the environment play like. You know, because, I mean, it's Spider-Man. You can web anything, right? So, Climb like, on you know, anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're, you know, if you see a fucking trash can and you got a 300-pound guy running to you, just web that trash can, hit him in the head, jump over, web his face. Dope. You know, like, hey, you can do it all. That's pretty. And I see you, like, slide under their legs That's and do so all this fun, stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, you can pull them up in the air. You can web throw them down. Like, and for certain guys, you know, like, Spider-Man's a little dude. Like, he's strong, but he's little. Yeah. Um, for the big dudes, like, you can't pop them up in the air you know you have to like use the environment around you you have to use the gadgets and like with with batman like you could really just button mash your way through the combat right right um and i love the the arkham games don't get me wrong um but spider-man i feel like the combat is a lot more satisfying it's cool to hear like that they have like larger enemies that you can't you know do your air combos with so like at least they're using the gameplay mechanics and the enemy design to teach you different styles of play. Absolutely. Right? And like they get jetpacks uh, at some point the enemies like for, for certain factions have jetpacks and it's like okay, well what do you do when like they're already in the air so you can't necessarily pop yeah. them up like you have to crawl up the wall and then web kick them in the face like that kind of stuff. It's way cooler. Part yeah, part of enjoyable combat in games is not just the moves that you have but the encounter design. Mm-hmm. So it's 
cool to hear that they were thoughtful about like how they're designing like the different types of enemies you run into and the groupings and stuff oh, like that. Oh, I hate when there's no versatility. Or yeah, yeah if it's just it's like got to be about changing mash. stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to um, get fatigued that way. Exactly. And Spider-Man should never feel boring. No. And I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, it really. doesn't. Um can can I gush about this game? Or oh, please. You guys please, want to talk about it? it. Yeah, go right yeah. in. Yeah. Um Spider-Man PS4 <laughs> is just as good of a Peter Parker game as it is a Spider-Man game. Wow. Okay. Which is... That's very high praise. Like, so satisfying. Like, you, in the story, play as Peter Parker. You're not just Spider-Man. Like, you are web-swinging through the city, and you get a call from Dr. Otto Octavius, who's like, hey, man, you're late for work. Are you going to come in today? So you got to web oh. to work. You got to uh, do some puzzles that are like science, you know, because I mean, Take how do you do pictures? science? Yeah. Uh, well, you're not working for the Bugle. Oh, interesting. Um, and there's there's so much great history in this game. Um, you're not working for the Bugle. And the reason you find out is because you basically just got sick and tired of taking pictures that made you look like the bad guy. Hmm. Um, so you quit and you started working with Dr. Otto Octavius, who's trying to change the world. Obviously, Doc Ock is a villain. So, like, you know, as you're you're being friends with him, it's crazy to see that relationship of like father son mentor, yeah. only to have it you know twisted on headed. you. Yep. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but like, you know, you'll be web swinging, beating up bad guys, and you'll get a call from Aunt May that's like, "Hey, can you come down to the homeless shelter? I volunteer out. I could use a hand." And it's like, it just feels so much like you like you are spider-man you're peter parker this is your life <laughs> these feels responsibilities yeah yeah just from the landmarks right i mean you're seeing avengers tower you're seeing the sanctum oh, santorum and that was some of the most satisfying stuff it's like to be i remember the first night i got the game i didn't i didn't play any missions i just kind of wub swung around and the tutorial like the walkthrough the first thing you do is take out the kingpin mm. so like the first villain you fight is kingpin wow. and you send him away Fisk Tower looks just like Trump Tower, which <laughs> oh, is super God. cool. Um, and so, you know, I, I beat Fisk, just started web swinging around, was running up a building, and I was like, oh, man, this is a really tall building. Got to the top of it. It was fucking Avengers Tower. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, just like the idea of like, oh, my God, here we are. And you can like backflip off of it. Like Colin said, you see the Sanctum, which is Doctor Strange's uh, hangout. The Wakandan Embassy is in there. Oh, really? Um, if you're a fan of the Netflix shows, Josie's, the dive bar that they go to, and Daredevil is in there. Right. Um, there are tons of Easter eggs for Marvel fans. Uh, it's it's really unreal. What I what I saw was there's 28 different costumes, 28 different spider outfits, right? Mm-hmm. And every single one of them is unlockable without paying for them. Nice. They're not hidden behind a paywall. They're not pre-order bonuses. Um, while I did pre-order the game and I got the Spider-Punk, Infinity War, and Velocity suits unlocked right away, mm-hmm. um, you could still get those unlocked through gameplay. Just by playing. Um, yeah. And like every suit has its own abilities, which is cool. And nice. you can change the ability to whatever suit you like. So like, you know, I there are certain suits that I like a lot, but I don't like their ability. You can just put on another ability from a different suit. Okay. So like you could be the... Um, amazing fantasy costume but you can have the iron spider legs right see a lot of complaints in games like god of war that came out for the same system uh of people 
messing around with equipment, but the charms and boosts are not removable. So, you know, you cannot aesthetically play the character that you want to play, and a lot of frustration there. That's very cool that Spider-Man oh, gives yeah, you no, that sort is, of hands-off. Um, and this is, you know, this is Insomniac Games, the people who created Spyro the Dragon and Ratchet and Clank. Like, they have a right. long history of, of really beloved uh, Sony Sly properties. Cooper. Yep. Sly Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> He's kind of like Spider-Man. He yeah. climbs around on stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the story, but... Um, it's Sinister Six, right? It becomes Sinister okay. Six, which is really cool, because... They alluded to that in the trailer. That shouldn't be yes, a spoiler. Much, yeah, they, they yeah. did. Um, but they withhold who's putting it together. We yeah, don't they, know they the mastermind, who, right? But, you know, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you see it coming a mile away. And that's not saying it's unsatisfying, because it's very satisfying. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... You know, watching the the emotion that you go through, like like you and Mary Jane are broken up. You've been broken up and haven't spoken in six months at the start of the game. Oh. And like when that happened, I was like, oh, oh, I was hanging out with Cassie at the time. I turned around, and I was like, me and Mary Jane are broken up. We haven't <laughs> talked in six months. And she was like, stop saying we, stop saying you. But that's how it feels. I think. Yeah. Th- this is without a doubt my favorite video game of all time. Wow. Um, wow. Damn, high dude. praise. Okay, so yeah. Mike, go back, erase the first episode where we say our first video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, drop this back in. We'll re-upload um, it. It, it. It really is. And also, like, if you're a normie gamer like me, it's perfect. Um, you know, I said I, I 100%ed it. I got the platinum trophy. Pretty quick. Uh, pretty quick, yeah. Uh, 36 hours of gameplay, and that's including, you know, like, there'd be times where I'd turn it on and an hour and a half would go by and I didn't even do anything. I was just <laughs> web swinging around, yeah, yeah. you know, stopping random crimes. Um, so what's some of the, I guess, I guess the normie stuff is you could just do the story, right? But yeah. And the niche is like going and collecting all what, like, do they have Easter eggs? Is that what the collectibles um, are? Yeah. So the collectibles, there are backpacks um, from when you were, you've been Spider-Man for like eight or nine years at this point. Gotcha. Which is another thing I love. It is a grown man. So let's say it's 2018, quote unquote, since 2010, you've been Spider-Man. Uncle Ben died in 2010. Oh my God. You can find his gravestone and unlock it. I'm loving the writing of this man. There's a lot of stuff. I I cried at the end. (laughs) I I cried (laughs) standing in front of my TV at the end of this game. It is so emotional. Um, and it just hits every note you want in a Spider-Man game. Like I said, like Spider-Man's a character where even when he wins, he loses. Oh, At sure. the end of this game, even though you win, you lose. Oh, man. So hold on, just to backtrack though, to answer Mike's question. So these backpacks, these unlock the costumes? So they unlock uh, like tokens basically. And okay. then you can use, so there's a handful of different like currencies in the game that you need to get X amount of to unlock costumes. None of this you're putting a credit card in for. Absolutely not. Okay. None at all. Um, there will be DLC that's going to feature Black Cat, a, Ooh, very a cool. fan favorite uh, love interest as well, and they're going to add six more suits with that DLC. Um, so those, I'm assuming... That will be paid for. I, I'm assuming, you know, the DLC you have to pay yeah, for, obviously, course. but I'm assuming that they're not going to hide the costumes behind any sort of paywall additionally. Right. Um, I think it'll probably just be one fee for the DLC. For it all. Um, but in the backpacks, each one has something inside of it that's a relic from your past. So, like, okay. you'll open up a backpack and it'll be your original web shooters. Oh, wow. Um, or it'll be electric gloves. And Peter Parker will say something like, oh, these are the electric gloves I put on the first time I fought Electro. Gave me the idea to add insulation to my suit. Always nice to have that. And it's like, okay, there's a little detail of the eight-year history of you being Spider-Man. Right. Um, one of them is a vial of 
sand. And, you know, he says like, you know, I've always kind of wondered if I opened this, if Sandman would be freed. And it's like, okay, so obviously there's fucking history there. Yeah. Uh, One of them is a vial of the lizard's blood. Like Colin Mm -hmm. mentioned that I had told him. Yeah. Uh, So there's like all these great little details. And if you collect all 75, you get the homemade suit from the MCU. Oh, Oh, wow. That's cool. That's (laughs) cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and then there's like black cat stakeout points. And if you collect all those, you get another suit. Um, and there's landmarks where if you take a picture, you know, you, you get landmark tokens. There's base tokens where Fisk's men have set up and you got to like clean them out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there's challenge tokens. And those are side missions led by Taskmaster. Do you know who Taskmaster is? I've heard of Taskmaster. Very yeah. cool Marvel villain. Yeah, you you want to give him a quick rundown on so Taskmaster? Just here? kind of a general. Uh, I'm not sure who he appeared against first. I think maybe the West Coast Avengers actually. I so like a so, Hawkeye yeah. and yeah. like a Goliath. Um, but he's a guy who wears an all white skull mask and basically tactical gear now. Okay. And he has the ability to memorize anything he sees. But as he does it, he's losing memories. So oh, he can't no. remember your name. But because you're Captain America, Mike, he knows your fighting style now. Right. And he's the perfect guy to take on Captain America then. I'm looking at him right now. He has a photographic memory. Very Um, badass. And he also runs a school for mercenaries. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a character not even that tied to Spider-Man that they're putting in there just because he totally, again, fleshes out New York's crime in such a cool, badass way. And he also says in the dialogue, you know, while you're fighting him, he says, pfft. I've taken on the Avengers before. You're nothing to God. me. Wow. So there is Slot this, uh, you know, there. there's this history. And like, like one of my favorite abilities, now that I'm at Endgame and I have maximum health and every yeah. uh, gadget upgraded to the maximum, um, my favorite suit ability is Quips, where really? he just, what? every single time you block someone, you make a Quip. He just says more jokes. Yep, and you just distract him and like you know oh, get people great. distracted. You're fighting the vulture at one point, and he says, "Yo, Adrian." Oh, what? and uh, and then Electro pops up and says, "You know, like I will break you." And he's like, "Oh, you got my movie reference." Like the writing is top notch. Awesome. It feels so much like Spider Man. You get missions where you play as Mary Jane Watson investigating Weird. stuff. Okay. Um, you get missions where you play as Miles. Uh, trying what? to like get supplies and stuff like that. Aunt May, that's my fantasy. <laughs> you don't play as Aunt oh, May, okay. but you can just no. go visit her. You can sure. just go hang out in her office and look at pictures of you and Uncle Ben as kids oh. and be like, oh, I just want to do right. Like, like there's so many yeah. like just like heartbreaking moments in this game where it's like, if you're a Spider-Man fan and you haven't bought this yet, I don't believe you because <laughs> yeah. it, it, the game went gold. Two months before it came out. Oh, my yeah. God. And in the first Breaking three records. days, sold three million copies. Wow. So at least Sony is putting the game in the right hands. Yeah. And and there are rumors that the idea moving forward is to create... So we have the Marvel Comic Books universe. We have the Marvel Cinematic Universe to create the Marvel Interactive Universe. Wow. That um, makes sense. I, I would love to see more characters added to these games. Like my hope is that in the sequel, we see daredevil, you know, we see oh, yeah. punisher, oh, sure. we see stuff like that. 
I'm, you know, I see a lot of people online right now being like, give us an Iron Man game. All we want is an Iron Man game. I, I don't fucking want an Iron that? Man no. game. Uh, it's like the biggest thing in the subreddit. Oh, interesting. Right yeah, oh, really? Like, I don't even fucking want it. The, oh, the only okay. other game I would want is it is like uh, a Captain America game that like explores PTSD <laughs> and, and like like does flashbacks to World War II um, and like set just like this one, but set in DC or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you're okay. talking about potential sequels for this guy. So I think this is the first episode we're going to have, though, that doesn't end with us saying, what's your dream game? This I mean, you've got it. Game. This is yeah, a dream good game. Good for right? you. That's um, fantastic, Joe. And they're, they're, and this is the first step. I mean, the sequels are just going to be better and better. I cannot wait to. And like the yeah. DLC is coming in October. Uh, it's going to be three nice. chapters. The rumor is that each chapter is going to be two to three hours of play. Awesome. So that's an additional nine hours. That's fucking incredible. Any negatives? Um, short. I've just heard that it's short. I don't think it's short. I think people yeah. play through it so yeah. fast because it's addictive. Um, when again, I said it's you good know, for you're going to keep wanting to swing, so it's not like you're going to stop playing. No, I I 100 at the game, and like I have no intention of not stop. Like I I'd, right. I'd go play right now if you guys left. <laughs> and, and it's completely Get out bad. of here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. I love this, but I, it's because I'm a very normie gamer. Mm-hmm. Um. The backpacks and stuff are on the map. If you unlock, oh, so it tells you where the collectibles if, are. If you yeah, that's un- kind of a, you know, some people could find that yeah. annoying. The, if you're very hardcore, yeah. yeah so yeah. if you unlock the satellites for the city, okay. which is you know the first thing I did is just went and unlocked them all. It puts everything on the map. Um, there are two sets that I have not found yet. There, are, so there are the landmarks that I told you about, where you take pictures of them, and you say things like. Ah, oh, you know, I forgot how much I love photography ever since J. Jonah Jameson ruined it for me. Right. Um, also, while you're swinging through the city, uh, J. Jonah has like a podcast that you listen to oh, that is like Alex Jones type conspiracy theories, yeah. which is a lot of fun. That's pretty funny. Um, but there are 50 secret photo spots. Um, so I'm still working on finding all of those. And those are not on the map. Really? Um, there are things like this is a really dumb, easy example, but like the Statue of Liberty uh, is not one of the landmarks, but if you take a picture of the Statue of Liberty, you get a secret photo. Um, okay. And there are 50 of those, and I found about 20. Interesting. And some of them are just like graffiti art. Like one of them was like J. Jonah Jameson as a baby spray painted on a, a side of a building. Uh, Insomniac Studios, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> the people who made the game there. put themselves in yeah. the game. Um, and the, these aren't required for platinum though. No, which I thought was kind of surprising. That's I thought that that would be um, secret achievement. Yeah, these, that and uh, collecting fifty Daily Bugle uh, covers, mm. which is also not required for platinum. Those are just for you. Yeah, those are just you know a hundred additional collectibles that honestly I think maybe when they do the DLC they might mark those or maybe the finding all of those will determine whether you get the new suits or not. Okay. Um, but the story, like, I really don't want to spoil anything because I went in completely clean. I want to play it. And, yeah, and you're going to become so invested in the characters and, like, you're going to love it. There are two post-cred scenes to the video game. Damn. The video game has two post-cred scenes. They're doing that MCU, man. Um, And there's a great yeah, setup. Yeah, not going to die. For the sequel in both of them. You know, one kind of sets up what the heroes might be doing moving forward and one sets up who the villains might be and Ooh, that's they're a good both use of very exciting nice um, so now that you're done with it can i borrow it <laughs> <laughs> give me a couple more weeks to web yeah. swing yeah. around yeah. and then and then absolutely yes. still pretty attached yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so. but yeah i mean i i could not recommend it anymore highly and Go yeah, and I get think it. Everyone Norman. who's played it, yeah, fans, feels the this same. is the game you want. It's sounding like I've seen yeah. the reviews. Yeah, if you like Spider Man, 
this is it. I think we'll probably be talking about game of the year here. In, in oh, I'd bit, say so, so. yeah. I yeah. mean, God of War is going to be up there, too. Red Dead, depending on... We'll I think Red Dead's going to shit the bed. Oh, no. Is that a hot take? Yeah, it's, it's a hot take to me. It's the game I'm most looking forward to at the I moment, and I agree bed. with you, Joe. Yeah. Everything that comes out for it, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's the direction that it should be going. Nope. I, I really think that that's going to be the first uh, major misstep for well, rockstar i mean i hope not for another but... yeah we'll, we'll we'll debate that when it comes out yeah well maybe we should do a rockstar episode that'd be good or westerns oh, we yeah should do a Western. anyway westward we go should we wrap up yeah let's the wrap web, it up So we've talked all about Spider-Man, one of my personal favorite heroes. Uh, I think I've conveyed in the episode how much he means to me uh, and, you know, what the character has to offer uh, general fans. Any final thoughts here before we web swing on out of here? Uh, My final thoughts are there's so much more Spider-Man that I don't know about that I'm interested in. Like the Miles Morales stuff, haven't read any of it. Um, Spider-Gwen, fascinated by that. Spider-Man Noir, like, that's a cool take on it, too. So, you know, Peter Parker's Spider-Man, everybody, that's what they're familiar with, right? I'm now really fascinated with this expanded Spider-Verse. I think think the Spider-Verse book might be something you want to check out. There's Edge of Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse, and then Spider-Geddon, I think is what it's called, the one that's coming out. Yeah, Spider-Geddon is the upcoming dance slot book, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I love Spider-Man. He's, like, my favorite superhero growing up as a kid because he's relatable, you know, and... I'm really stoked to try the game and just it's Spider-Man. Like hell yeah. It doesn't get any better. Yeah. Uh, Colin here. Uh, I'll give my final wrap up thoughts. You know, a character with a relationship we didn't even mention through this podcast, Deadpool. You right. Know? Oh, yeah. Here's, here's two Spider-Man idiots that slash are Deadpool. Like technically in love with each other, <laughs> you know, in a, in an on and off sort of way. Uh, and a lot of people keep saying, Get Ryan Reynolds over to Tom Holland. Let's bring that inappropriate yeah. relationship. I, I could kind of half see that. You know, it would be very interesting. Um, you know, Spider-Man, once again, people have said it before, should be said on this podcast, is the only superhero who chose to call himself man. It could have been Spider-Boy, you know, Bucky Boy, Liberty Lad, you know, all, yeah. all that bullshit yeah. like Joe said about the sidekick stuff. Spider-Man goes against that. He's a young man who wants to do the right thing stands up with great power comes great responsibility i mean we can all quote that right yeah i love spider-man he teaches me a lot and he's going to keep teaching me a lot yeah those are words to live by great power great responsibility there's people who don't even know that that's attributed to spider-man but they know that quote yeah yeah you know that's how much it's permeated culture not just pop culture like you said spider-man is american culture yeah yeah it is really beyond uh, comic books or video games or movies i mean that's you know american mythos man yeah um the character means the world to me. Uh, it's it's something that I always look to when I'm having a rough time. You know, there's someone who, you know, even has superpowers, but things still don't go his way. I mean, he's just your, your everyday guy. And uh, I think there's something really relatable and inspiring about that. Um, you know, the Parker luck is something that I, I love, man. I, 
I think about it. You know, I, I do like that's uh, something I like to, you know, put in the back of my head. It's like, oh, Spider-Man can get through it on the day to day. Like you got to get through it. Yeah. yeah days right? don't always come up for him. Yeah. And, you know, you got to keep rolling. Um, we lost Steve Ditko this year. Mm. which is uh, something worth mentioning. I mean, he was half, an icon. Half of his soul is gone. Yeah. You know, half of Spider-Man's gone. Things aren't going great for Stan Lee, guys. <laughs> yeah. Know, unfortunately. And these guys, I mean, like, they, you know, they, they, they mean the world to me and so many other fans out there. The Spider-Man game is dedicated to uh, Steve Ditko at the end. You know, oh. It says, in loving memory, with one stroke of the pen, he made the world amazing. Um, oh, wow. Which is, you know, really touching and, uh, I think they uh, did a great job honoring his legacy. Um, That's great. As much as it means to me and, and as, as heavy it is as emotionally, it's also just really fun. I mean, he's a fun character. He He's snarky. He has a good time. He's yep. not always brooding, even though he's kind of always sad, which I love. A um, couple recommendations. Uh, Spider-Man Blue is a book all about uh, dealing with the loss of Gwen Stacy um, Jeff Loeb said on Valentine's Day, very yeah, emotional, very really, heartfelt. really good look at the character and like what he means to to deal with that that great power and that great responsibility. Um, Brian Michael Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man run start at issue one and go all the way up to and through miles. Don't read any spinoffs. You don't need to know Ultimate X-Men. You don't no. need to know what's going on in the world. Spider-Man is the the sure line. And Just he really is it. the the, the <laughs> yeah. world there. Like, yeah. you know, the X-Men will pop up every once in a while. Doctor Strange will pop up every once Doesn't in a while. Matter. You won't be confused. Just read from issue one all the way up. You'll watch him get bit by a spider, become the man he was born to be, and then, unfortunately, watch him go and, and a new hero, Miles, step forward. Um, oh, right. This is a, a book. Yeah, it's available <laughs> digitally. Trade paperbacks, collected volumes. Like, just go find it. It's out there. Um, and it's 100% worth it. That was my my little sisters were like, oh, you know, we, we'd kind of like to read Spider-Man. What do you think we should read? And I was like, Ultimate Spider-Man all the way. It's uh, can't recommend it any higher. And... Um, Craven's Last Hunt, Back in Black, some really cool action adventure stories um, that also really cut to the character. Oh, and another thing we didn't even mention that just just to throw no, in the wrap up that I think like hits Spider Man as a character. Uh, when things finally started going right for him, and he was going to marry his girl, and everything was great. Uh, the devil literally came to him. No, we don't talk about this. <laughs> what? <laughs> the devil came to him and said, "I'll make your life better again." But you have to give me your marriage to Mary Jane. Yeah. What? Aunt you May have to give dead. me your happiness. So the devil exists in the MCU. Uh, Mephisto, yeah. Okay, uh, right. Who is who is the devil? But like you know, that's literally like the Parker luck is so bad that like the devil came and took his happiness. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the devil. Right. Um, Shut up, Peter. Yeah. Wow. So like, I think that's something where it's like, if you're having a rough day, man, just think about everything that Spider-Man goes through and the Parker luck, and yeah. that you know, if he can get through it, you can get through it too. Yeah, and at least there's not a bunch of clones that you walk around <laughs> that's true it could be worse yeah i wonder what the um alternate universe version of me is doing right now oh, 2099 <laughs> mike 2099 mike right uh, and he's la- recording a holocast the holocast <laughs> last last hot take by the way spider-man 2099 batman beyond it is not 
No. Yeah, True. Right yeah. And that's uh, kind of how I look yeah. at it. Terry McGinnis is better than Miguel. Uh, yeah. And the most interesting Spider-Man 2099 stuff is when he gets stuck in the past. Yeah. Um, right. It's like, oh, I'm with the real Spider-Man. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like that stuff is way sense. more yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another suggestion uh, before we get out of here. Chip Sardeski is writing. Um, he's, he just wrapped it up. His last issue just came out last week. Uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. And it is a really fun, funny book. Um, if you're a fan of Chip Sardeski's writing and or art, he does both uh, double duty on some issues. But he, he's one of the co-creators of Sex Criminals. Um, really funny guy. A lot he wrote, of crazy indie comics. Yeah, like a lot of crazy indies and like also the Howard the Duck run that blew oh, up yeah. that people loved. Um, he's a super cool guy too. So if you get a chance, you should definitely check that one out if you're looking for some some funnier stuff that also has some really good emotions. Oh, on to that it. note, prolific podcaster Scott Ackerman wrote a Spidey Deadpool issue, the most recent one. Oh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. And he has a Mojo, Mojoverse issue coming up in the next couple of weeks. And check that's, that's an too. ongoing book as well. So right now, ongoing, you got uh, Peter Packer's Spectacular Spider-Man, Miles issue number one coming up. Um, and the Amazing Spider-Man, which is actually pretty interesting right now too, with Ryan Ottilie on that. And Dan Slott's got Spider Spider getting in that big event. Yeah, Dan Slott's still pushing it out. We got to give him credit too. I mean, a writer who's had it for over ten years now. Yep, took us through the Superior Spider-Man and all of that. You know, like I said before, we uh, when we do these issues, it's easy to just be like, oh, we forgot to talk about this. We forgot to talk yeah. about this because these characters have, you know. 75 years of, of history and they mean the world to well, us. We should so. account for every moment of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah if we come back to Spider-Man, uh, make sure you check that one out too. Yes. And, you know, if you like this one, a kind of a deep dive on a superhero, uh, go back and listen to the Batman episode. Go back and listen to the X-Men episode. Captain America. Captain America. You know, we'll give you, uh, just like this, takes on the the character throughout time oh and i'm sure yeah. we'll return with an amazing episode uh, you know something where we talk about spider-man again yeah so absolutely. thanks for listening normies we always appreciate it be sure to check us out hit us up on all our socials our twitter our instagram yep uh that's gonna be mike joe that's colin thanks normies thwip like a spider bite cut that out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that was <laughs>